passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the June 2022 edition of Post Perez. My name's WH Park, and, uh, you know, I'm still getting used to this video gimmick of the Zoom Zoom chats to record this show, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of a staple. Um, normally, if I'm doing this with John, like and John Pollock, we're probably using the, the StreamYard gimmick, but, you know, we're, when we're recording this, John and Wei are going to be recording re- Review of SmackDown, so... And, and so like, we can't use, we have to use the, the zoom, which is fine because you know, it's, it's, it, it is. So just so people know it's Friday night. So anyways, joining me on this month's edition is not John Paul, of course, but, but even better. Yes. I said it even better. John would say, well, it's probably, yeah, it's true. It's, you know, uh, but uh, it's Karen Peterson, the, 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 the content creator uh, extraordinaire, you know, Dream Sam Weekly, which will be coming out sometime this weekend. Uh, uh, co- you know, appearing on tons of podcasts all over, all over the place. Interviews with the biggest stars of Japanese pro wrestling. Uh, her own t- Twitch stream watch-alongs. Karen, I thank you for finding the time in your very, very busy schedule. Because you also have a shoot job as well, <laughs> you know. But, but in terms of your, your content creating to join me on Post Perez this month. Post ProRes is one of my favorite places to content create. So anytime you give me an invitation, I'm here for you. Well, I mean, it's good because we got we got a lot of topics to talk about. We're going to we go through some some results from shows that happened uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago. We're not going to go too in depth, you know, like just kind of run through maybe the top the top matches of, say, the Cyber Fight Festival. Talk about upcoming things that are happening in Pro Wrestling Noah. And yeah, and I, I kind of want to you get you know what? You got to remind me, I didn't put this in my notes, but I have a theory because because that Cyber Fight Festival, one Keiji Muto announced that he's going to retire. He's going to go on a retirement tour that's going to end in the spring of next year. And uh, my initial reaction, I'll just say this off, man, was like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to retire. Yeah, sure you are. Sure you are. <laughs> <laughs> he right. actually ever retire. Uh, well, I think he's going to. I mean, all kidding aside, I, yes, I think he's going to retire. Yeah. I do think he's in such you know, terrible physical condition with his hips that it's, it's, uh, you know, it's, it, it, it's time for him to go, but I have a theory as to like the way he's been booked the, the last uh, couple of years, like why he's just been winning all the time. Cause he, he wasn't always like this, you know, like yeah. I, I was a huge fan and he wasn't, he put people over, but why isn't he putting people? Over? I don't know. Well, I do kind of have a theory, but I don't, it's just my theory, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that. We're going to talk about dominion and uh, some of the uh, interesting results from that. Some of the some road to road or New Japan Road. I can't remember. Like, why do they call it? You know, they got road to shows and they got this fucking tour called the road, New Japan Road. Like, just make up your mind. Oh, where does the New Japan Road lead? 
to the G1. Is it leading to the Forbidden Door? Because the front Forbidden Door is kind of like wedged in the middle of yeah. the New Japan Road. Well, we're going to do a preview of the Forbidden Door. We're going to, you know, I kind of talked about this. <laughs> we'll see you later at the end where I was like, oh, yeah, this is what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about the incredible build that, uh, you know, Tony Khan has been has been putting together for the last couple of weeks to this amazing looking show on paper. No, <laughs> we'll talk about it. I'm going to be fair about it. Like, I, I just so people know, I'm going to be watching Forbidden Door at a friend's house. We're going to have K-Bobs, apparently. Maybe coleslaw. Ooh, ooh, so, you know, look at you guys fancy. Yeah. yeah. So that, that's, 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 that's going to be, you know, if I don't enjoy the show, I think I'll enjoy the show. But we'll talk about the preview there. What else you got? Okay, what else we got? We're going to talk about the, uh, the G1. <laughs> G1, a little bit, maybe a little bit of. Oh, God. A little bit of stardom. A little bit of stardom. Yeah. I just watched the video on the Stardom YouTube channel. We'll talk about this, like, or some person in a, in a Halloween, like a skull mask and covered in a robe, like choked out Rossi Ogawa and, and then choked out Sayakami Tani. Did you see this? I, is it new? I, no, I have not I, seen I, I, I don't know if it, if it came out today or yesterday, but I. I oh, then I definitely it. haven't seen it. This was, but, but Between the, the events of this Friday, I, yeah. start, I started my morning off with the dentist and everything was fine. Yeah. Teeth are fine. Everything looks great. And then it proceeded to go steeply downhill right around lunchtime. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, we, we will. Yeah, it, it sucks. It's, the offense of, of today in, in the United States and, and really it, does, it, it resonates throughout the world. So up here in Canada, we're very, very sympathetic to, um, you know, all our, you know, women friends down. And I, unfortunately, I don't, I don't think it's the end. I think there's going to be a lot. No, more it's going to get much worse, unfortunately. Happening later on but um, but yes i i just pulled up stardom's youtube page i have not seen this video of right. whomever is choking out kamatani yeah but check out that you know maybe to to the delight of many a, a rossi ogawa hater out there they, they choke this per this person whoever it is this this assailant who's dressed yeah, a little early for halloween yes it attacked rossi ogawa first and you know i know there are a lot of people rationally hate rossi ogawa it's like listen if it, you know you can feel however you want about Rodney Gawa. I would just say this. If it weren't for him, there would be no stardom. All right. So, and I, I'm happy that stardom exists. I quite, because I think it's my favorite promotion these days. So, you know, it has been for quite a while now. But anyways, we're going to talk about Ultra Pamper Wrestling. We're going to talk about the crowning of one of your favorites, uh, Jake Lee, as Triple <laughs> Crown Champion. We're going to talk about kind of uh, some some new, you know, like, Groups, factions being being kind of created, the dis, the dismantling of Next Dream, you know, and and like uh, Yuma Aoyagi, and one of my favorites, you know, te- teaming with Jake. I'm hoping this means Jake's going to get a new costume because th- this fucking vampire thing, whatever the fuck that is, it's a little little too dark and heavy for summertime in Japan. Like he must be go. sweating to pieces in it. It just looks dumb. Like I like Jake, but that looks dumb. Anyways, we'll, we'll get to. His- <laughs> His, his 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 like you know i i really think he's just doing like a dollar store shinsuke nakamura at this point so we'll, we'll get to that we'll get to that um yeah what else are we going to talk about g1 we're going to talk about all japan for wrestling we're going to talk about uh the, the new japan stardom thing we got we got actually quite a bit of joshi news on this you you sent me some notes earlier about I have uh, to open up my notes actually yeah so so we got we got a lot of things we're, we're not gonna we're gonna but we are gonna try to not take too much time as uh you know you say this but what we usually mi- minimum is like 90 minutes for us 
Yeah, but you know, you know, we, we you know, <laughs> you know, we should, we should, we should, we should have ambitions to like not be too long. But you know, we'll see what happens. You know. Anyways, first up, let's talk about. Uh, we're going to talk about the Cyber Fight Festival. Let me get my notes here. And uh, this was a show that happened. When, when was the show again, Karen? I Cyber of... Fight Festival was on Sunday, uh, June twelfth, the same at the same time as Dominion. That's, that's right. Which show? Which show did better attendance? Because this is like 5,000 5, people, right? It. They had a very large turnout. Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, it rivaled Dominion, if not crushed it. Well, I mean, uh, the thing with like, you know, Saitama Super Arena, it normally holds like about triple that, I think. Like it like yeah. it's a 15,000 seat venue normally for like, say, for MMA uh, and pro wrestling. So um, obviously, you know, there, there are still restrictions in Japan regarding COVID. So um, but, you know, like, I don't know how that affects attendance anymore because it does look like people are the, 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 the attendance rules are really lax. Like I've seen yeah. pictures of like, you know, Yomari Gi- giants games at Tokyo. And I'm like fucking full. And I'm like, Whoa. Okay. Like, did you see the photos of the K one, uh, the match that they just had? It was the kickboxing at the Tokyo. Yeah. Dome. I saw the outside. Like I was, I was, I was like, Whoa. Oh insane. no. I'll, I'll send you a photo of what it looked like yeah. on the inside shoulder to shoulder yeah. i mean they, they the the gate alone was i think 25 million us wow plus another 25 in pay-per-view buys and that was limited to inside japan that's so insane they, it yeah and okada's like yeah we'll do the same numbers and i'm like okay no you're not okay the same numbers you know not 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 like not with jay not, white on, a, not on a tuesday no. or a wednesday for wrestle kingdom <laughs> not not with jay white as the fucking champion you're not like he's not a draw we'll get to that man. he's not a fucking we'll get draw. to that <laughs> anyways we're gonna talk about the kind of the top matches but like overall i didn't watch the whole show i talked i watched you know from uh the the top four matches from from like the nakajima uh, kotoge and inamura uh six man against uh burning which uh, with the kind of uh you know it's kind of a worry yeah stoppage there but uh you watched the whole show karen yes i did i i will i will never live stream a whole show that starts at one o'clock in the morning ever again ever 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 that's on you it was totally on me i was not i was not having a good time it was just so hard to stay up my uh my sleep uh, cycle takes precedence over japanese wrestling these days so like i'll watch something later on when i have time but um overall what did you think about cyber fight festival this year I remember watching it last year and I was like, this is, this is a good, a good sampler of all four companies. If, if someone's looking to get into that particular company for me, it's like, you know, my thing was that Noah was my, my gateway into the larger, the larger um, scheme of cyber fight and top to bottom. It was, it was a good show. There were matches on it that I didn't particularly like. Like there's a match, an eight person tag that had this group from DDT called Pheromones. They're not my thing. I don't like their shtick. It makes me uncomfortable. Um, but there was another eight man match that had like Hiroshima in it. And it was, it was all the good things that people have been telling me about DDT for the last three or four years, but I wasn't willing to sit down and watch it because I knew that there was other parts of DDT like, some of the comedy that they do that I'm not really comfortable with, but 
that that eight man that was later on in the card that had also had Yoshimura and uh, Katsumata and a bunch of the younger talent on it. Chris Brooks was on in that match too. Fantastic match. Really liked it. That slap with, with Nakajima to Tetsuya Endo. You could tell the moment it happened that Katsu was, was okay. He was, he was, he kept cool for about a minute or not even a minute, like a second. And then he realized Endo wasn't getting back up. And it was one of those things where, you know, you don't want to see things go sideways in a match because it was very early on in the match. And they did a good job of keeping the cameras off of Endo and kind of keeping it tight on, you know, Akiyama trying to get in Katsu's face, but Katsu like trying to not break character. But I've never seen that man want to leave a ring faster in my entire life. Yeah, so for just for context, we're talking about the Katsuhiko Nakajima Sushi Kotoge and Nakajima was replacing an injured uh, Naomi Shimara Fuji in this match. Before he he went, and he he wasn't even scheduled for the show. Correct. Saying to me, uh, but because like Marafuji was injured, Nakajima filled in, and they were teaming with Yoshiki Yoshiki Nakinamura, who uh, he's got a new kind of uh, '80s uh, aerobics. apocalyptic road warrior gimmick now with his new gear with all the studs i'm I'm not a big fan of it i like the tire the tire design <laughs> of his old gear like that yeah would be better but anyways they took on the the team of burning which uh is the ddt version of this which is of course led by junakiyama uh and his his tag team partner and uh, uh protege tetsuya endo and they were teaming with kazusada higuchi who's his Normally part of a group called Eruption, but he 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 was part of this this tag team. And then yeah, in in about you know in about the six minute mark, there was a referee stoppage because Katsuhiko Nakajima slapped uh, Tetsuya Endo very hard, like not not deliberately to hurt him. It's like he's you know Nakajima is very well known for being a, a very stiff striker, and most yeah. people I I do think just like my my. My uh, my understanding of of the of the injury was that Endo um, didn't like he he took he the way he he reacted to the move was yeah. he didn't brace himself enough from my understanding I could be wrong I'm like this is what I read and yeah and and his head snapped the wrong way and this caused yeah. him to have a, a concussion so not not Nakajima trying to being clumsy yeah. or d- no, deliberately no, no, hurting no, no, no. anyone it's like and I, I hate seeing that narrative like like listen this guy's been wrestling since he's been like 15 years old yeah for 15 years he's been wrestling and he's always been stiff i i rarely have ever heard or seen him ever injure anyone like, correct deliberately and people will like say oh what about katoge when the press conference that again you know what that's katoge not taking that slap well and like you know like i so when I, I watched, I, oh, I'm sorry. No, like I just my my thing is is like you know the you can tell Akiyama very upset about this. Yes, and and I don't I think that's not a work that like he was genuinely upset that you know he felt like it, it seemed like and by 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 his demeanor as he, as he's talking very angrily to Katsuhiko Nakajima. Yeah, he he blamed him and you know for for the injury, but uh, fortunately Endo seems to be like he'll be okay. He, yeah. he did have to relinquish the DDT openweight title. Um, yeah. And that's going to be um, contested in the current, currently running, I think, the King of DDT. Yes, the KOD tournament's running right now, or the oh. King King of DDT tournament. And, and the other thing about and the way Endo took that hit is that he took the strike and he didn't really, you know, like usually when someone does that kind of strike, sometimes they, they kind of follow through it with a bit. When he hit the mat with his ukemi, his head, like, bounced oh. off like 
like it bounced off the mat. Yeah. So like he didn't, it, it wasn't just this, the hit, it was him hitting the mat as well that it just exacerbated it. And he just, he got his bell ring twice, like boom, boom. So yeah. Like, so people who were getting all uppity about Nakajima, it's a move he he's done countless times. It's an accident. Accidents happen. He wasn't trying to hurt anyone. It's a physical wrestling is physical. It is yeah. dangerous. And yes. like things can, accidents do happen. Unfortunately, in wrestling I, I wish you know it's you know we like wrestlers could control everything about wrestling and but no it's you know especially in japan it's like presented more as a as a real sport and that's people do hit each other harder for good or bad you know anyways but uh fortunately it looks like endo will be okay and hopefully return to the ring soon when he's fully recovered and then probably will challenge they have a built-in storyline he's going to challenge whoever does win the uh, KOD open weight title. And then, you know, you got, got a match for DDT. There you go. Yay. Anyways, uh, let's move on. Uh, uh, now the next match, uh, DDT versus Noah, uh, DDT represented by Daisuke Sasaki, who I'm not really a fan of. I, I don't hate him, but I'm not a fan of him. Like, cause he's like that kind of DDT wrestler, like a lot of shtick, a lot of gimmicks. And, you know, but, but he acquitted himself very well in this match against Keno, who, who, who sported a, an amazing hairstyle. Looked like a fucking character from fucking Dragon Ball Z or something like that. Yeah. And you, you read anime, you read manga and, and read and watch anime more than I do these days. I have so. my weeby tendencies at times. Right? Yeah. So, <laughs> was this based on any character from current manga or anime? I, as far as I know, he hasn't said either way. But the fact that his, like, the man always combs his salad bowl haircut straight forward. He's all business. But the fact that he styled it, I mean, it was standing on end. And he had the brand new costume. His gear maker, chef's kiss, like, 12 stars. I give him all the stars because that paired with the entrance that they prepared for him, including the lead singer of the band that does his entrance music singing his entrance theme live where he got all hyped and sang along. And, you know, he doesn't normally do comedy, but he was ready for this match. And again, Charisma or uh, Sasaki, he was another one that his his vibe wasn't my thing. So I, I was, it, was, it was a match I would skip. So, but seeing the way that they played off of each other and that he would kind of egg Keno on into doing comedy, like when you put like the Gundam helmet on him or, you know, other things that happened in that match. It was, I liked it because you get to see another, you know, you get to see a little bit more of the scope of DDT, but also a lot more personality out of Keno because he's usually very straight-laced, serious, all business all the time. When he took Yoshihiko and launched him into like the 18th row, may have set a new record, I don't know, but he's proud of that. And to go back for ladder matches, I never want to see another excuse for a rickety, crappy aluminum ladder in a Japanese wrestling ring ever again. Because in this match, they had people in the ring, visual be damned, bracing the stupid ladder to make sure nobody got unnecessarily hurt. No, I mean, that's a staple of Japanese ladder matches. Like most people, most promotions, especially DDT, like they'll just have like, the, sometimes they'll have the referee, which I, which I'm not a big fan of. Like, get the seconds to do it, like the, yeah. the young boys or something to do it. I mean, they they had they had like one of the seconds do it for for uh, Sasaki, but then like all of Congo just decided to all like wrap themselves around the ladder right. so Keno didn't like kill himself doing the professional foot stomp off the top. I mean, seeing Masakatsu Funaki, like a legend, you know, a shoot style wrestler, 
just going there to brace the ladder for Keno is kind of kind of amusing to watch. But I, I did I, I enjoyed this match because like I like the thing I liked was that Keno stayed true to himself. He yeah. didn't he didn't necessarily become a comedy wrestler. And, no. and neither did not this wasn't really a comedic match. This is like more Sasaki like like pushing like his buttons. Yeah, pushing is <laughs> like you hate fucking DDT for you because you think we're comedy wrestlers, da da da. Well, you 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 know you have the we have the blow up doll da 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 da. Well, I'm gonna just throw that in your face, and it, it, it was very very like heated. And I really liked this. I would t- urge people to go out and watch this. Uh, yeah, Keno Keno did defeat uh, Sasaki in twenty uh, twenty one minutes and twenty eight seconds. Uh, in uh, th- by binfall, this was a no disqualification match. I like what is that match? I, I I laugh every time there's a no disqualification match in Japanese wrestling because there's no fucking Q any in any of these matches like everyone <laughs> all of bullet club could interfere in a fucking match and you can evil can hit everyone with a fucking chair like multiple times the ref, referees aren't gonna stop the match right so like no dq come on give me a break i mean i also would like to give massive props to masakatsu Fanaki for being the one to ride the mama chatty bicycle down the ramp even though he ended up hitting <laughs> his own teammate with it, yes, it was it was the it, it wasn't what I expected because last year during the, the I guess there was a DDT Rumble, Kenna was the one that rode the bicycle down the ramp, so everyone was expecting him to do it again. So the fact that they managed to convince Funaki to be the one to do it, I was like, okay, fine, I'm not, I can't, I can't be mad at it. I, I'm just, I was just happy to see he didn't fall off the ramp. It was uh, he wasn't it really was the <laughs> <laughs> it was very the, the most steadiest of, of bike rides. So you would think, like you know, for people who don't know what a mama cherry is, it's it's a bicycle with a yeah. basket, and the re- it's it's katakana like uh, Eng- Japanese English Japanese English for, for ma- mother chariot, mama chariot, mama yep. chariot. So like I remember because usually there's a baby seat on the back, and sometimes yeah. they also have a baby seat on the front. So it's mom taking all the kids and all the groceries and everything all piled onto this. To, like fi- like a fixie bicycle that has like no gear shift just just brakes and a bell that's it that's oh, all you yeah. get yeah even even like you know dads will use it too like sometimes i had one the same cherry. color i had that red one <laughs> i never rode a mama cherry like i i actually had like bicycle for a very short period when i lived in japan and i i, I hated it because like we have bicycle lanes here in canada for the most part there's no bicycle lanes in japan yeah you are at the fucking mercy you can ride on the sidewalk, which I was on. I was on the sidewalk. I was a sidewalk queen. <laughs> drove me, it drove me fucking crazy because, like, I'd be like, "I'm, I'm on the sidewalk walking." I, I hate <laughs> people riding their fucking bicycles on the sidewalk in Japan. But anyways, I, I did not ride my bicycle that often. I just walked everywhere, and I, I it was great exercise. Like, so didn't have a car, just walked everywhere, pretty much. If I couldn't go there by train, I just walked. You know, like grocery store, walk. Go to Don Quixote. I walked, you know, I, I took the train until there was a, there was a incident on the train that were highly motivated me to get my license. So I could start driving to work because there was yeah. somebody who was going to follow me home one day oh, and no. I didn't want him following me home one day. Yeah. I'm sorry <laughs> to hear that. I, yeah, I, that's, it was not I, a good time. This is all too common, by the way, people like, you know, yeah. those of you who like Japan's wonderful because it's so safe. Well, if you're a dude, for the most part, it's safe. If you're a woman, yeah. If you're a Western woman, it's no, I'm sorry. Like, and this is something I had to learn like the hard way, just like the horror stories I would hear from all my female women friends in Japan. Like there was like not a single person that I knew that was woman who did not have like some kind of stalker. At least one. Yeah. 
is is crazy. So like, don't don't like I love Japan, but it's not a paradise, people. Like, it's don't, not don't a it's not a perfect place. Yeah. It's just as there has its, it has its faults. Trust me, it's it just as effed up as everywhere else. Yes. Let's be honest. But anyways, like we don't want to be too negative here on on today's show. Uh, probably my fate. Probably my favorite match was, uh, and I, I'm not a, I'm not a I'm not a regular watcher of. Tokyo Joshi uh, Pro Wrestling. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I really like this match. I And I actually am a huge fan of Shoko Nakajima. I love the gimmick. I think she's an amazing wrestler. And uh, she is the current Princess of Princess Champions for TJPW. And she Correct. defended her title against uh, another great wrestler who works for TJPW. And that's Yuka Sasaki, Sakazaki, who, of course, many people know as the happy wizard gimmick. Happy magic she's a magical girl. girl. She's a magical girl in, in all elite wrestling. Um, yeah, this is a really, really fun 15-minute match. A lot of like a lot of, a lot of great high flying, a lot of great ground wrestling, a lot of great striking. Yuka Sakazaki is a great striker. Like that like everyone talks about Mu Yamashita as being like Correct. The, the, the best, and she's the best striker in the company and one of the best strikers in on all of wrestling. But but Yuka, like, holy shit, she can throw a fucking punch and she like it's great. Uh, I highly recommend this match. It's like if you're gonna if you're really pressed for time, you want to go back and watch this somehow. I, I I recommend this match more than anything else. Is is it's a really great Shoko Nakajima versus Yuka Sakazaki for for the Princess of Princess titles. And the other thing is that it was Yuka's attempt to become a three time Princess of Princess champion. Yeah, and you know both she and uh, Nakajima have both been on AEW television. So for those who are curious about Tokyo Joshi Pro, they are two of the mainstays that have made crossed over into the uh, international mainstream because of AEW. But it's one of the, it was one of those matches where it's like I I watched that match several times just because I could not get enough of it because it's all the good things that people have told me about Tokyo Joshi Pro: the speed, the technique, the character building, the fact that they used to be tag team partners, now they're on to separate roads, so they're now their forever rivals, and it's and it shows because. They had a, they, each one of them had a counter and an answer for every single thing that happened in the ring. There was never any hemming and hawing or trying to figure out what to do next. It was just boom, 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 boom. Probably it was one of the more fast, fast moving matches. Which yeah, was, I mean, you know, needed that late in the card because it was a very long card. Oh, yeah. So this is like <laughs> 15, 14 matches. It was right? 14 plus, matches. Plus, like, pre-show stuff maybe i think um, inclu- including the pre-show it was 14 matches that, that's ridiculous it was like a six-hour show it was it was truly a super show i mean honestly like i would probably have been like outside for most of this stuff just relaxing and then coming back to the seats for the matches i wanted to watch yeah uh, that's how i roll sometimes at live shows but uh finally our main event for the show was uh, for the ghc heavyweight title uh go shizaki defending champion taking on from new japan pro wrestling uh, one of Karen's favorites, one of my favorites, the, the president of the bread club, Satoshi Kojima, uh, you know, the, 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 uh, Mr. Cozy, you know, came in for a dad and he, he achieved the pro res grand slam by defeating go for the GAC title. See, he is one of three, three. No, he's one of four, four, four men now to have held, the, the Grand Slam of Japanese professional wrestling, which is being IWGP champion, uh, All Japan Triple Crown champion, um, the, uh, uh, sorry, yeah, and and the GHC heavyweight champion. So uh, the other people would be uh, Yoshihiro Takayama, uh, Keiji Mudo, and the first person to do this, I believe, was 
Kensuke Sasaki. So it's a very, very rarefied, very prestigious group of people to be to be in the club with. And uh, I, you know, these days I I think it'd be very, very hard to kind of um, replicate the Grand Slam. Like the, those those four guys were able to achieve most of these things at a time when Japanese wrestling borders were quite open yeah. uh, between promotions. Um, not so much these days. Like, I I don't know if we're going to ever see that kind of a period of the early 2000s, early 2010s kind of. A lot would need to change very quickly. And I don't know if anyone in the current era would be able to achieve it unless they were to do either Kiyomiya or make it Okada. But Okada isn't going anywhere else because he's flat out said that he doesn't keep tabs on the minor league. So I don't see him strolling into all Japan or Noah to try to become champion. No, I don't, I don't, I don't see that happen. Unless he has a massive falling out with New Japan. He just goes freelance, like, you know, like uh, Kensuke Sasaki did before him. But uh, yeah, with this, uh, this is a good, this is, I thought this was a very fun match. Uh, Lariat versus Lariat. Kojima's Lariat uh, taught to him, uh, refined by, uh, by the legendary Stan Hansen. And uh, I don't know if you've ever seen the video when he was in All Japan and he was, I think it's for, he's challenging Toshiaki Kawada to become triple crown champion and, and Stan Hansen is still involved and he's still going to Japan to, to hang out at, with, you know, do stuff for All Japan. And there's this great video of just Stan Hansen shooting Kojima into the ropes and just hitting him with his own lariat, <laughs> doing it again. And, and, and like, you know, Stan Hansen is a lot older at this point, but he's still probably blind as a bat. So yeah. like he's probably hitting Kojima really fucking hard. Really hard. <laughs> yeah. Like I just read something on the uh, Four Pillars of Four Pillars of Heaven uh, Twitter account where where like uh, Kobashi had said like the rule was if you had to fight Stan Hansen on on a on a show you had the you had the next day off. Oh wow! That's how brutal it was wrestling Stan Ooh. Hansen. But uh, yeah. So anyways, Goshizaki, his lariat taught to him by the le- by his mentor the legendary Kenny Kobashi and so it was like Stan Hansen versus Kenny Kobashi once again reliving the the uh the golden age of all Japan pro wrestling the 90s which by the way you can hear match reviews and discussions about that era on the long and winding world road <laughs> I was going to ask you where can I find out more about that WH well you know here at post wrestling we we got you covered so you know last episode featured John Pollock we talked about the greatest tag match of all time, six nine ninety five. Have you seen that match, Karen? I saw a clip of it. Yes. Don't rem- I've watched a lot of wrestling in the last week, so I couldn't really tell you much about it. Fair enough. I do recommend <laughs> uh, watching it, uh, getting the backstory. You know, watch it, listen to the show, go back and watch it again, and, and you'll be like, "Oh my god, that's what that that's what that whole sequence was about." And, that's what that dropkick to the knee meant. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> Lord. But there you go. Anyways, uh, your thoughts on this match? I, 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 it's, it's hard for me because this is one of those matches where I'm like, this is a match made just for me because I love Shiozaki. I love Kojima. And either way, regardless if Ko- uh, Kojima walked out as the new champion or Shiozaki retained, I was, gonna be, I was going to be happy either way. But personally, I know that, you know, sometimes we poo-poo Noah for, for putting for uh, putting too much on the older talent. But since this had more historical significance in the greater landscape of Japanese wrestler wrestling, I was okay with it. Um, but yeah, no, I really enjoyed the match. I enjoyed the chops. It was it was a lot of chopping to be had. But yeah. I was 
it, I was glad to see the match. And I'm glad that, you know, they've put their faith in Kojima to be the one to shoulder the championship for a little bit. And, I mean, you know, yeah. for the summer of Cozy, I'm here for it. I'm here for the summer of Bread Dad. Uh, unlike some of these other people that they've, you know, brought in that aren't Noah Bourne, you know, with Kojima, I, I don't really have a problem with him because he's proven that he's he, he's someone who you can trust to do business. Yeah. You know, to put other people over. Um, unlike yes. Kishimura, unlike <laughs> Yuki Fujita. They're not going to put anyone fucking over because they're only interested in lining their own pockets. So mm. anyways, with that, uh, yeah, I did like this match. I do recommend people watch it. It's it's a great, if you like chops, if you like lariats, it's for you, you know. It's a buffet of chops and lariats. That's that's what this match yeah. is. <laughs> for sure. So with that, with Kojima, you know, winning the title, he's an outsider. So of course, the person who's going to come out to challenge, the person who hates outsiders in Noah, and that's Keno. And he he is he challenged Kojima to for a title for a title match, which is going to happen at the Navigation Show in July. Where where is that show happening? Uh, what Budokan, I think. At the Budokan. Yeah, oh, it's good. Let me check it up. Let check. me chase it up for you real quick. So I don't I don't think Keno's going to win. I think Keno's going to lose. I think you know Kojima's probably going to be keeping this title for for quite a while. Um, the the only person I see Kojima losing this title to is Kojima. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Or, or you know, my other theory is that he'll lose it to Kaido Kimia, and then Kaido yeah. Kimia will lose the title in, <sighs> it, to Kishimoto on his retirement. In, 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 in his, 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 oh no, because Kiyomiya's match with Kishimoto isn't it at Navigation on the sixteenth? Oh, is that that's one of the first ones, right? Yeah, he's the top batter in the in, in the in the the final five well, with Kijimudo. Well, well, Karen, you know what could happen is like you know Kijimudo beats him, Kiyomiya wins the title later on, and then Kijimudo says, "I got a pinfall." <laughs> oh, by the way, um, it is at the Nippon Budokan at, on at, July at Budokan. Okay, so at, at Budokan Hall, we'll have uh, Keno versus Kojima for the GC title in the main event of that show. That should be good. I'm I'm looking forward. To seeing that match, I think it'll be a very nice clash of styles between Keno and Kojima. But yes. um, but I, I do predict Kojima will retain the JC title and, and 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 head into some kind of showdown with his former mentor in Kijimuto, where he, he might lose the title. It's very likely. Do you think they would do it during the N1? Because I think the N1 is happening starting in August. Yeah, usually N1 is like uh middle of September, right? I think. It's it's Originally? yeah. I want to say it's August to September this year. Are they going to coincide with the G one? I, I I genuinely think there are, and that's why Cozy's not on the in the G one this year. Well, let's be honest. He was going to be in the G one anyways because you know they got to make room for Chase Owens. You know, bad luck, Fale. You know, <laughs> they can't put a put someone who's actually good in it because they got to you know load it with some shit in there. So we'll get to the G one. Don't worry, people. Uh, yeah, so. No, I don't think it'll happen during like not like I don't like. I think they're like the the N one is like very much like the G one designed to create a challenger for the GHC champion. So um, unless they have a sideshow where it's like okay, we're or maybe the finals they'll have the finals and they'll have a title match. Which I I kind of think that's kind of dumb to burn a title match if you're going to have a, a guaranteed you know attraction in just the finals of the tournament. But you know, it's Noah. They they do they do a lot of stupid things. You know, because they, they... I cannot find the. Sorry, I, I'm I'm looking for the dates of the N1 victory this year, and I cannot find it. Hold on. If you if you if you I'm trying to be 
traditionally it's 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 in the middle of September, but like if they're trying to like just you know say f you to to, to New Japan, maybe we're gonna we're gonna have it like you know overlap a little with with the G one. I wouldn't be surprised. So, but yeah, that's uh, that's uh, yeah coming up. Um, I, I I don't know. I'm not excited about the N one. Like Noah's just kind of. There. I just don't know who will have win it this year because they've had Nakajima win it two years in a row. I, well, I, I, I don't think Muto's going to be in like the, the, the N one. So uh, Nakajima, I don't, I don't see, I don't see Nakajima winning it. I like, I'd be very surprised if he wanted. Um, I can, what I can, what I can see. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I found it. It is starting on August thirteenth and running through September third with nine stops. When's the, when's, so, the G1, when's the G1 finals again? Uh, the 16th, 17th, 18th? Right. So, sorry, sorry, correction. It starts on August 11th. So August 11th, 13th, 14th, 17th, 19th, 20th, 27th, 28th, and then the finals are on the 3rd at the uh, Adion Arena in Osaka. That's, uh, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's deliberate, everyone, just so you know. That is actually very deliberate on the part of uh, pressing Noah, I think, or cyber fight. Cause you know, they're, they're lending out Kojima, but honestly, January, that's when all the contracts in New Japan come up. Right. Karen. Uh, traditionally it, that's end of January is what, cause you're starting to wrap up your fiscal year that usually ends in March. So January is usually the time that people have to resign or say bye-bye. I think Kojima is going to be saying bye bye. I think you he's. Think? Gonna, I think he's going to go to wrestling now, like because the track record for people his in his age group in that yeah. company is not good. If he wants to still be kind of have a meaningful run, yeah. Like here's the thing: he, you know, cyber 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 agent is a much bigger company, yes, and than Bushiro, the parent company in Japan, so they can probably afford him. I mean, he's. I I don't think at this point in his career he's going to be that expensive. I'm sure he'll take a bit of a cut in his salary to be, but to be, you know, pushed higher on the card and be actually be used. I think he'll be like, yeah, I'm going to just jump over if like they're giving him the title. So he knows that they respect him and they, and they, you know, they value, you know, like kind of what he can contribute. And, you know, it's no, it's Noah. It's like where all the people, you know, North of 50 go to, to have a career renaissance these days. So there you go. But um, yeah, any final thought? Oh, so I said to you, I had some thoughts about Kejimoto and yes. the way he's been booked recently. You know, he doesn't lose. He, he's pushed to the moon. He was GHC champion. He's buried Goshizaki. He's buried uh, Kaido Kimia. And he's continually buried this poor young man when he should not be doing this. And he knows better. And I'm thinking, what, what's the point of all that? Like, like that that makes no sense for him. One win, I okay, I get if he gets one if he wins one time, but he should have given this young man his like a pinfall victory over him. He should have returned the favor as you should do in professional wrestling to to build the the future of and to build this young this guy to be on a level, you know, and he deserves it because like he's that talented and he's he's done that much for Noah that but I think. You know, Keiji Muto is at a point in his life where he's just like, I need money. And, you know, if you're the champion, like, it's not, it's not necessarily, you know, like, it's, it's kind of a gimmick, but it's like, he's probably making more money when he's at the top of the card. Yeah. And uh, so he's not losing to anybody because he needs money. I think he needs money probably because he probably lost his shirt 
uh, when his previous company, the one that he owned, Russell One, just completely flopped after running it for like almost, I don't know, like five, four or five years. Yeah. He just sank money into it. He got sponsors. I'm sure he, he lost a lot of their money too. <laughs> so, uh, and then, you know, it, it failed and he was like, okay, I got to do indie dates. And then he got the call to come into Noah because, you know, Nosa Rangai, the booker at the time, he, who I feel he's probably still a booker. Like I, I bet you he's still a fucking booker of this company. Um, or doing something at least booking, probably booking the, the juniors into oblivion still. But like, you know, he's a big mark for Muto. So he's like, yeah, come on in. Well, you know, and Sanshiro Takaki, the head of Cyber Fight DDT, you know, like he seems like he's a mark for Muto too. Like, so like Muto could do whatever he wants. And like the only reason like he, he would want to have his way is like, I need to make money because like I lost all my fucking money. And this is again, speculation on my part. But if you were the owner of a company that failed, you probably lost a lot of money. So, and now he's yeah. on his retirement tour. I, I, okay, Karen, I don't think he's losing on this retirement tour at all to anyone. I think he's just going to go out. He's going to retire. But, you know, I jokingly say. All, all he's going to do is win, win, win on his way out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, he's not putting anyone over. And I think, I think there's a, there's a very good possibility. His last match is for the GAC heavyweight title. And he's going to win. And he's going to retire as the fucking GHC title holder. And then just, they just strip him and then put. put then they're going to vacate and have to have another yeah. tournament to figure out. Who oh, yeah. It'd be like AEW. So much have work. Another tournament, you know, just another so tournament. So much work. So, uh, but that's that's my theory about, about one uh, Keiji Muto and the way he's been booked and maybe how his, <laughs> his retirement is going to go. So he's not it? losing. Mark my words. It was interesting because Tanahashi's like, well, if you're having a retested or retirement matches, I want I want in on that. And I believe I saw somewhere that Moon was like, well, you don't work for Noah. So if you want to have a match with me, you're gonna have to find a way to, to make it happen. And I'm like, really? Yeah, well, yeah, you know, Bushi Road, you know, says we'll give you this much money to come do one of your matches on on a show. I like if that happens and and listen, there's a good chance that might happen. Like Mudo is going to go to do it, do it on a new Japan show. There's no way new Japan is going to let it happen on a Noah show. They're going to say, you can have, you get, you're getting one of your matches. New beginning, new beginning 22 in February. Right. (laughs) Right before you retire. But that's where he started. That's where Mudo was a star. Like that's where he became a superstar in wrestling. Like where he built his legend of, of Keiji Mudo and, and and the great Muda was, was in, in, in new Japan for wrestling. So I can, totally see him like just saying to noah hey i want to do one match in 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 new japan in fact i think he should do two because the other person he should face is sonata thank you i was i was gonna get there (laughs) yeah well i mean sonata is his protege too like sonata started in all japan in the mudo era of of all japan for wrestling and you know you know sonata went to tna did the great sonata because it's you know it's a tribute i'm pretty sure tna was probably like you know you're japanese oh you work for muda you should do a Muda gimmick, but we'll call you the Great Sonata. So he has a Muda. I'm kind of hoping that if they have that match, he comes out as the Great Sonata. I mean, or, I, uh, you or a 2022 say, version of the Great Sonata. It could be Son- the Great Sonata versus the Great Muda. Yeah, you know, because the there, there's supposed to be one final match of the Great Muda. Yeah, and I I can see it being against Sonata, like like because he he does still have a very good relationship with Sonata, so. 
Uh, if you ever follow like Sonata's Instagram, there's when Muda's been in the hospital, Sonata goes to visit him because of course he does. It's his, you know, it's his sensei. It's, it's yep. So there you go. So I think I think Kojima is very likely. I think I think Tanahashi is very likely, and I think Sonata is very likely. Uh, Kiyomi is is confirmed. Um, I don't know, like you know, maybe Keno, maybe he can just bury Keno and on the way on the way to. <laughs> Even though Keno had his passionate, I'm tired of old men getting the belt in this company. Yeah, that might be a shoot. And and Kamuda's like, well, I'm gonna fucking beat you, 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 you bowl haircutted fuck. (laughs) I have to say this much about Keno. When he at Cyberfight, when he had his Super Saiyan hair throughout the match, stayed pretty much in place. And yet when he came down to challenge Kojima afterwards, he was showered and his hair was blow dried back forward again. It was like a helmet was like I don't know, like I remember when I used to you know, put gel in my hair and like, if it was a hot day, like that was disgusting. Yeah. So I can only imagine the amount of hairspray gel, whatever the fuck he put in there, keep it that way. Like them just dripping down your entire body. I I bet that shower was the greatest shower that man has probably ever had, but yes, Keno have, have a good match. You're not going to win, but there you go. It should be, it should be a nice match. It makes me so sad. Cause I like, Oh, it's like, it's going to bury all your favorites. She's well, like I mean, him yeah. too. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, like Kojima. Kojima is gonna beat Keno at, at Navigation next month in in for the JC title. But yeah, if, if Muto faces Keno, Keno's not winning. Keno's gonna gonna lose. So what about Shizaki or Nakajima? I think Nakajima is too smart to agree to a match with Muto. That's I don't fair. think he, he. I don't think they face each other. Right? They haven't faced each other. Not to my knowledge. So that's probably Nakajima just saying no. Like he can't even get I'm he, good. Can't, he can't even get a fuck he can't even get fucking Hideki Suzuki to agree to lose to him. Like and I like Hideki Suzuki, like like as a wrestler and as a person, because he was very nice to me whenever yeah. I met him. He's but, lovely. But but that Hideki Suzuki, you cannot if you're you're Katsuhiko Nakajima, you can't get Hideki Suzuki to do the fucking job for you. That's all you need to know about like what it what an insane asylum Prosing Noah is. Yeah. And, like who's who's running it? It's like it's all the Inoki Genome Federation, like adjacent people, like Kendo Kashin and fucking No Sauerangai. They won't tell their friends to lose <laughs> to Nakajima, who's like the 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 I would say the second biggest star in the company. You know? It's like you got you it's it's like if fucking Hulk Hogan said, I'm not losing. To the rock you know well which yeah, is very yeah. which is you know actually realistic to be let's yeah but anyways that's it that's that's it for now any final thoughts about no before we move on to new japan i'm enjoying it i'm i'm keeping an open mind i i'm a little sad that what was it how lost a match at their junior show that they had yesterday oh, yeah. and it's unclear as to what his status is, as if he's if he's ditching the name or if he's becoming a mask man or he's if he's going back to his original name before when, when he first before he joined Noah or if he's going on an excursion somewhere. I think he's probably going to put I think he was a mask wrestler before, wasn't he? I don't know. Yeah. I know there was Alejandro, who's in, who was also in Congo, but now is yeah. also in the Noah Juniors, but. It's like, I don't know if they want to make another mask man, but 
a lot of people are saying like the way he was crying at the after losing that match, it seemed like he was leaving, leaving. Listen, so I don't know. Everyone's like, well, he's going to New Japan. I'm like, are you sure? <laughs> if you're gonna get rid of how and keeping Tadasuke, you're out of your fucking mind. Like, <laughs> like to me, it's like how upside. That guy's good looking. Like that guy is so good. It's very talented. Tadasuke, like terrible. Like I, I like not a terrible worker. He's okay. But my God, he's so annoying as a character. And 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 I like I would take if I if I had a shoot choose, I would take Howe over Tadasuke. Cause like I just hate Tadasuke anyways, because like I hate most of the members of the former Rattels faction. Oh, oh, was he in Rattels as well? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, fucking fucking Hayata and his stupid fucking vinyl pants and and yeah, Yo- Yohei's probably the one I like the most. Like I actually like Yohei. He's he's a bit crazy, but I I actually think he's a pretty good wrestler. His gear is not terrible. Hayata is the one I Hayata and Tadasuke. I fucking hate those two, you know. But anyways, New Japan for wrestling. Dominion from Dominion. Dominion, Dominion happened <laughs> at Osaka Joe Hall, and I sure I I uh, have yet to watch this show. I probably will. We'll probably get around to watching maybe the uh, I don't know the uh, Tanahashi Goto match and the. Uh, the uh so not i watched the whole thing yeah. minus tanahashi goto sonata osprey and the main event on double speed so like chris charlton and kevin kelly were speaking like chipmunks the entire time because okay. there was a lot of matches on this card that i don't understand why they were on dominion when other matches weren't and why certain people had these matches and other people were left off the card entirely all right. Well, I mean, to me, I'm probably just gonna watch. Yeah, probably the Tanahashi Goto match and uh, and the uh, maybe maybe the main event. Maybe I don't know. Like, what did you think overall of the show, Karen? And the watches you matched at normal speed. Uh, my thing is, is that I don't. I, I I'm in in a point in my life right now, especially in like the summertime, where I want to watch a pay per view and I want to be left happy at the end of it. I don't want to be angry. I don't want to be frustrated. And lately, you know, between Dontaku and Dominion, it was all Bullet Club everything. And I'm like, do you really not have anything for anybody else? Well, I mean, I, my understanding and from like listening to like and reading, like reading other people's writings and then listening to other podcasts is that the idea is that ghetto. And, and Jado and Dick Togo are are very much into the the Bullet Club Civil War, which I don't understand. Like who who's in the Civil War? Is it Tamatanga and Tangaloa? Well, they're, they're not in Bullet Club anymore. They got yeah, kicked out. Not, so yeah, so where is the Civil War happening? Like, are you expecting fucking Kenny to come back? He's not coming back. <laughs> like, I, like unless they're gonna start adding numbers to House of Torture and House of Torture, and it becomes Evil versus Jay. And I know you'll love that. Um, I just don't know where they're going with it. Like they're adding more people, even more people. They've brought back people, yeah. they're putting the belts on all of them. And for me, it, it's one of those things where I'm just like, okay, like like everyone's like, oh, well, it's from Forbidden Door. It's all about Bullet Club, and I'm like, but Don Taco was literally a month and a half ago, and that's all. That's Bullet. That's Bullet Club Festival yeah. Day. So I don't. I I just. Eh. It's a terrible idea. Let me just tell you that right now. The Bullet Club has run its course. It's it's now become NWO 
NWO Hollywood. That's what it's become. There's no NWO Wolfpack in here. You, you know, it's it's just all fucking NWO Hollywood. All I NWO feel like they're trying to oh. ghetto ghetto and it's trying to book him and Jotto in a feud. Yeah. And that's what like this whole thing surrounds about. And it's, I'm like it's it's narcissistic like booking. Like, it's just <laughs> and it's detrimental to business. I mean, okay, let's just go straight like First of all, let me talk about this tag team title bullshit situation that they took it off Ocon and Jeff Cobb in the first place to put it on fucking Chase Owens and Bad Luck Fale. Two two wrestlers who, like, I understand why Chase Owens is employed by this company. And people will tell me, you see WC, they let him in the G1 and they give him the tag titles as a reward. Listen, him being employed and being a bang average wrestler who has a shit look is reward enough for Chase Owens. He should be like counting his his luckies, like his his stars that I did them a solid and they they will keep me employed for as long as possible, you know. Cause because no one else is gonna come calling. You think AEW is gonna come calling Chase Owens? No. You think the WWE is gonna come calling to Chase Owens? No. New Japan is the only major league that will hire Chase Owens because he did them a solid. Like he 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 did a tour at the last minute for them. So and hey, that's great. But hey, you don't need to give him positions in the G1. You don't need to give him any titles beyond that. You don't need to give him wins over your fucking stars. Okay. Like just being employed should be enough for this dude. And bad luck folly, listen. Bad luck folly, never good. He's worse now. And honestly, that whole debacle where he's wearing that fucking t shirt, what was it? I don't care anymore. I. And other podcasters have said this, and I and I and I and I echo the sentiment. I, if me, I would say we will keep the relationship with your dojo. Though I don't know who it's produced beyond what Hanari. That that's it. Jay? Oh, Fale Dojo. Um, there was Michael Richards who was he. He also went to New Japan for a brief stint as a young lion afterwards, but he's been back in New Zealand since then. They, they have never brought him back. So that's kind of, that's that the dojo system's kind of useless to them now too. But it's like I would say, okay, we you you know we'll have the relationship with your dojo, but we don't want you as a performer anymore because like you don't care. You're gonna tell everyone, you're gonna tell all the fans you don't care if you 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 get pinned, you lose. I don't want. I wouldn't want. I would never book this guy ever again. Fuck that guy with that kind of an attitude on my TV. Yeah, that's how I think if I was the bookers of of New Japan Pro Wrestling, but. Yeah, uh, yeah. United Empire. Anyways, they got the they got the bat, the belts back, right? So hopefully they keep them for a while. They don't decide to give it to the Good Brothers or anything like that. That would be even worse. Like no. I know that's not worse. That's not worse. But that'd be that'd be bad too to put put it on the the you know the Good Brothers. Like the, apparently, like Carl Anderson, you know, will put an effort for New Japan, but not for Impact. But they're the Impact Tag Team Champions again, which is which they are is insane. That's insane. And they also made Tom Matanga, a guy who's been there for the last two years throughout the pandemic, working hard, a transitional champion because they put the never open weight on Carl on his first defense, which I don't understand either. I'm like, well, well, Tam- Matanga's not in the Blue Club anymore. It's off of the Blue Club. So, you know. It's so frustrating because, like, he was one of the guys that he was there. He's been there. And I, I just, I just, I just disagree with it being all bullet club everything because you're you're leaving very little for the rest of the roster 
Well, we'll get to that when we get to the, the G1 here. But, uh, you know, in relevant news for this weekend, Hiroshi Tanahashi did defeat Hiroki Goto to become the uh, challenger against John Moxley for the AEW interim title. And uh, my, my own feelings, and I said this on, on uh, appearance on Grapple Spotlight the other week, was that, you know what? Just put it on Tanahashi. Who cares? It's an interim title. <laughs> Who cares? Because I think the match you want to do is not Moxley versus Punk, per se. You can save that for later on. But I think you should try to do Moxley. Uh, no, sorry, CM Punk versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. And have it for that AEW world title like when he comes back. Because Punk's not been stripped he's still champion but this is just the placeholder title like and you can you can have a placeholder title holder lose matches in the g1 against like certain people that he's facing you know like we'll get to the blocks in a second but anyways i don't my prediction moxley's probably going to win that match and tanahashi is going to uh you know come back to japan do the g1 and you know maybe do the match with punk in the future i think that's something punk would probably push for to 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 have that match, you know. Unfortunately, he got injured, so we were stuck with uh, not stuck. So I don't want to say that because I do I do think this is genuinely a great looking match on paper. Moxley versus Tanahashi. I'm looking forward to it to watching that match at the very least. But um, yeah, what else happened? Carl Anderson beat Tamatanga for the Never Openweight Title. Uh, Will Osprey defeated Sonata to become the United States champion. Did they have the title belt or did Juice not send no, it back? No, Juice still hasn't sent it back. He's holding it hostage. Oh, right. I heard. I heard like Will Ospreay was like, where the fuck's my belt? That's that's pretty Mickey Mouse, by the way. Like, you know. I, it's funny that Osprey's on the other side of that argument now where Juice is now saying that he's the real champion and Osprey's the interim champion, even though Osprey's technically, you know, supposedly the current champion. So it's like he's come like full circle in in the course of a year. Yeah, I think they should have. They should, you know, why don't you get the belt back from Juice? I don't know. It could be storyline. Who knows? But um, there you go. Will Osprey will be defending that title against George Cassidy. I, I, is. I, I like. We'll talk about that in a second. Like, what the fuck? Anyways, and finally, uh, Jay White defeated Kazuchika Okada. Uh, by pinfall to become the new IWGP World Heavyweight Champion in 36 minutes. Of course, 30 over 30 fucking minutes. Jay White match, you know, there you go. That um, match did not need to be over 30 minutes. I it was I, a lot of match. So Karen, the, the idea is like that's being floated out there because Ichiko Okada is going to be a father soon. Correct. Maybe he wants some paternity leave. So let's put on Jay. I, I do think that's probably a factor in this, but I also do think. Because of Forbidden Door, they they did not want Kazuchika Okada for whatever reason. Because I don't think Jay White's losing the belt to fucking Adam Cole or Adam Page on fucking Forbidden Door. And he's I don't think they're going to put it back on Okada. So you could have had Okada still be the champion. But I guess, you know, they're going to take it off. If he wants paternity leave, put on Jay. But I do not think Jay White is going to be the champion going into Wrestle Kingdom, for yeah. example, I can see him losing the title to somebody. Yeah. Probably, probably Okada again. Like that's who my guess is going to be. He's going to lose it back to Okada in the fall. And um, my guess for the, 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 the main event for night one of Wrestle Kingdom, I guess that that's uh, that the more important one. 
Night two is that more important? I, I forget now which one's more important, Karen. Well, night two is allegedly when you become the real, real champion to close out the year. Okay. So, so everything you've done up until night one, good job, but you're still not, you're not done yet. You're, you're, you're the, the precursor to the final match, the penultimate match to right. become the man so, of 2022. My, my, my guess is it's going to be Naito. Like Naito will recreate his title win from a couple of years ago. And he's going to be the, so I, I, you know, just to get ahead, jump ahead. I think he's going to win the G1 this year. And I think uh, Okada will probably, because I mean, that the only thing that makes sense to try to sell out the, sell sell as many tickets to Tokyo Dome would be Okada and Naito again. Correct. I don't think there's, I don't think, you know, like Jay White is big enough draw against Naito or Okada to, to make a, a massive dent in sales for for either Tokyo Dome. Like I don't think Russell Kingdom in of itself is a draw enough for 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 like your your walk up fans. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think to for people to travel to Tokyo from outside of outside of Tokyo area, if you're coming from Osaka, Fukuoka, Hiroshima, from from Hokkaido, you want to see, you know, two people who you consider to be big big stars like i think jay white is considered a big star by most of the new japan japanese fans but i don't think he's considered on the level of naito yeah. or or kazuchika okada and that's what i think you need to try to like hope you would think that this is when restrictions are going to be completely lifted people can cheer your people there's going to yeah, be we can no, go. <laughs> no attendance restrictions and yeah that they're going to open it up to tourists you would think that this is by this time japan's going to just say okay we need the money trust me they fucking need the money because like japan's economy is heavily dependent on tourism you know and the yen is exceptionally weak right now like if you want to buy stuff from japan now is the time because the conversion rate is very much in everyone's favor but japan's yes so they need tourism (laughs) they need to open it up and like Russell kingdom is is a is a great way to like kind of just say okay this this is a great event that brings in a lot of international um uh fans so i can see okay we need we need we need naito versus okada again and i think that's my prediction for Russell kingdom and i think that's going to play into the results of the G1 and then like, you know, like I don't, I don't think Jay is anything but a transition champ because I don't think they're going to risk putting it on a, a, a non-Japanese wrestler Yeah. or, you know, because I think, you know, like think about this, like, I think they got burned. I think they thought Kenny was going to stay for a long time because he seemingly loved Japan, you know, like then he was going to live there forever. No, <laughs> the, the money was better somewhere else. the, the political situation was going to be better somewhere else. So he left. And I think they probably look at Jay White. Realistically, they should think about this as Jay, for Jay White as well. Like Jay White is probably not going to stay in New Japan forever. Like I do not see him thinking himself, I'm a, I'm going to be a superstar in Japanese wrestling, you know, because the, the, the place you have to go to become a true international multimillionaire superstar in wrestling is America. And yeah. now that you have you have options, you can either go to the WWE or you can go to AEW. And the money will be better for him there. I think it's he's better. I, I've always said this about Jay White. 
I hate the character. I hate the Switchblade character. I hate his promo style in Japan because it it's just him yelling like a like a like a like an ugly foreigner, like a bad tourist. That's his character in Japan. I fucking hate those people. Like when I live there, the the loudmouth, obnoxious tourists were the fu- fucking bane of my existence over there. Yep, because, because like, you we would get lumped in with them. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't want to see that in my wrestling. You know what nope. I mean? Like that, I feel that. That's like every fucking every fucking foreign talent that wrestled for stardom in the last four years was like almost had the exact same gimmick outside of Tony Storm, you know? So like I I was like, I don't if that's your gimmick, I don't want to I don't have no interest in watching you wrestle in Japan. Like think of a different gimmick. So I think at some point Jay White's gonna be saying, I'm oh, I because I think Tony Khan would be insane not to try to sign Jay White. Because I oh, think he, yeah. is, he is a perfect american television wrestler the way he cuts promos and the way he wrestles is perfect for american television i don't think wildly popular in the american fan base yes i think like wildly popular he he knows this i think he's like i'm gonna jump when when my contract's up i'm gonna go like unless new japan just parks the the you know the, the yen truck the bank truck up to my up to my house but like i i think tony's gonna you know, if a if if AW stabilizes, like you know, they, if everything remains the same for AW, they'll they'll put the money, you know, to to Jay White's house and like, yeah, see, he lives in America, right? He lives, yeah, in- he lives in he lives in Florida. So so here's the thing about Jay, he's had the he's had a very privileged situation in the last two years because of his visa status and getting his green card, as they talked about on commentary. He's 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 moved his home base to the United States and now he's moved to Florida. The thing is that throughout the pandemic, when most wrestlers were going back and forth because he had this immigration situation he was working on, he was in almost entirely a U.S.-based wrestler. He was doing AEW, he was doing Impact, he was doing New Japan Strong. And having all of that, plus if you want to tack on the fact that he's a newlywed as well, when you, when you have all that going for you, why are you going to go to Japan for months at a time? When everything you can go work a couple of shows and be home in your bed two nights later or the next day, so it's one of those things where it's just like it. He'll be very hard pressed to go there for extended periods of time when he has he has a happy life here. You know what I mean? So it's one of those things where it's just like unless they they start to give him the like the Kenta treatment where he comes in not all the time but some of the time, or he, he starts to work like a partial schedule where he's not, you know, going there for months and months and months of time, but he's like holding down new Japan strong or, but yeah, if his contract comes up, I'm sure with the right number. He's he's getting the right number. Like, like he's, he, he's the most, like I have all the people who are currently contracted to new Japan for wrestling. Like I would think Tony looks at it and thinks like, first of all, most of the Japanese talent aren't going to come. They're not. They're not going to come. Most of them are going to stay in New Japan for wrestling. Correct. Uh, most of the foreigners, like if I look at the the foreign talent, the Guy Kukujin talent, I look who does who. If Thank I'm you for Tony using Tony, Guy Kukujin. You know, you know how much I love that. <laughs> when I look at that roster, I'm like, no, 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 no. Yes, and that's Jay White. I like who else would you take from that roster? And you know, you have with Jay White, like he just looks at the the AEW roster. He's like. He's got built-in storylines with Kenny right there. Yeah. there. I think so. I think Osprey would be another one they could they could eventually earmark for the right number. Yeah, I do think 
Osprey will stay a little longer. Yeah, not an immediate departure, but I could see him in a couple of years. He's someone I think who wants that, like that reign, that that like Kenny like reign of of having the title, the IWGP title for a little while. Yeah, and and kind of proving himself. Also, I think he's kind of a Weibo. I don't think Jay's a Weibo. You know, no. Osprey is definitely a Weibo. Like, so I can see him staying a little bit longer. But yeah, like if I'm Tony, like yeah, like White one A. Osprey 1B for who I would want to sign to AW if when their contracts come up with with New Japan. And I, I bet you Kenny's probably in like, fuck, yeah, get them both. Like I can, you know, I get one, one's uh, someone I got history with. We can make money to the other guys like another Weepo. I can just we commit. We can make together. money. There you go. Because <laughs> again. We can hang love out. Him or, love him or hate him. Osprey also has a lot of high rated matches. And that's one of the things that people have been kind of poo-pooing lately with Kenny well, before he got injured is that he hasn't been having his regular, regular menu of like five and a half, six star matches ever since he left new Japan. I feel like him and Osprey could potentially have that Okada, the Okada Omega level style match. Yeah. There's, I, I have to assume for Osprey, like he looks at that AW roster he looks at punk and Danielson it thinks, fuck, I can do so much with those guys and Moxley again, you know, like there you go. I, there you go. That's my uh, thing about, about Dominion Jay White becoming new champion. He's going to be the transition dude. I, if he holds it to like the, the, to Russell kingdom, I'll be surprised. But if he, if he comes out of Russell kingdom, still a champion, I'll be even shocked. Cause I, I don't think it's in the cars. Like I can see him defending it on night one, losing it to maybe Okada and then, it's Knight versus Okada again, like just a repeat of a couple of years ago. Yeah. The last time, like that, the last show I actually went, no, the second last show I went to actually live, which was, you know, Wrestle Kingdom in 2020, two years ago, before I was still living in Japan. But uh, let's take a quick look at some of these New Japan road shows. Uh, There were uh, were two that were held back to back at Corken Hall. Uh, June 20th, uh, we saw the the AW All Atlantic title. First round qualifying, Clark Connors defeats uh, Tomaki Hanma. Oh my God, uh, the other All Atlantic. By the way, just so people know, Japan is not in the Atlantic Ocean; it's in the Pacific Ocean. Correct. Um, the LA Dojo is also located near the Pacific Ocean. Yes, it's on the west coast of America, which is on the Pacific mm-hmm. Ocean. Uh, Tomohiro Ishii defeated Yoshinobu Kanemaru. I I gotta think this is like some kind of fucking rib. On, on AW, on Tony Khan, uh, Yoshinobu Kanemaru and fucking Tomo Akihanma, like, as your qualifying matches? Hilarious. Well, in, in Kanemaru's defense, I believe they announced it tonight during Rampage. Him and Despy are going to have a match that got added to the card. And his match with Ishii was actually really good. I enjoyed it. We got, no, we got, but- we got serious wrestler Kanemaru. We didn't get I'm just saying, like, as a name, like, I bet you Tony was like, oh, I thought you were going to put, like, you know, like, Tomi Hirishi versus Hiroki Goto, you know, you know, something like that. <laughs> you just had Goto lose to Tanahashi. We're not going to put, we're not going to do this to him twice. And Hanma, like, you know, he's, he's, he's on the last leg of his career. Um, and Clark Connors is, you know, you know, LA Dojo, you know, junior dude. Like, these aren't stars, but hey, you know, like, the thing is, is like, you know, Tomi Hirishi, did suffer a knee injury. He did win, by the way, the 
the the spot to become authentic champion at Forbidden Door in in a four way, and uh, and he suffered an injury. Did you happen to see his match with Clark? I did not. I didn't. I I didn't. I haven't. It I haven't was it was a match. It was a you know that like top tier Ishi level like never open weight style hard yeah. hitting. That's what that was, and Clark kept up with him the entire time. Clark could I'm, easily go open weight at this rate. Like it was a great match. I, I I'm very high on Clark Connors from when, you know like when I was watching him fairly regularly. I think he's someone they should build the junior division around as like you know like okay your top foreign talent that that works in the junior division. I think yeah. I just think like you know like Tony's maybe like hey. Couldn't you put like some bigger names in this thing? But like, you know, probably, probably could have, but they just didn't want to. Uh, but also on that show in the main event, uh, the United Empire of Francesco Akira and uh, TJ Perkins, TJP defeated six or nine, Master Wato and Risuke Taguchi. That's a terrible name, by the way. The, so the, the 69th reign is officially over. Yeah. Just pour so one out. Yeah, no. Nah. I'm not for Master Wado and Taguchi. No, okay. I'm not wasting the. Uh, I'm not wasting the uh, the champagne or whatever drink it would be that I'd be pouring one out for. Beer, beer, beer? is usually what it is like a forty ounce of beer. Nah, I'm not pouring. I'm not pouring out what like my my fucking acai dry, super dry. Fuck that. Oh That's hell no. no, 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 no. That's good no. shit. I'm not drinking. I'm not pouring that stuff out. Anyways. There you go. New new junior heavyweight tag team title holders. I it's good. I think it's good because like it freshens up the division and hopefully they, they actually try to have a division built around this. These guys be the champions. Who knows? Like it's New Japan. They don't really do too much with their junior tag team uh titles too much. So um, but let's move on. Next day, uh June, June 21st. Uh again, you uh, Tomohiroshi defeated Clark Connors. But now Clark Harness will be in the match instead of Tomaki. Uh, no, Tomohiroshi. Um, let me just say this, Karen. I have no idea. Like, this is just, again, me speculating wildly here. Like, say a year from now or two years from now, it comes out. Tomohiroshi just didn't want to go. He said, he said, I have an injury. I would not be surprised. I mean, in his defense, he has come to the United States a lot. Since, since New Japan started sending, people, sending talent back and forth from Japan. But those are for New Japan shows, right? I think he's done an AEW show. Like, and then he's, done, he's done Impact, but I mean, like, he's done he's done a, a lot more travel than a lot of other people on the roster have. Maybe he's just sick of it. Maybe he's just like, I don't want to go anymore. <laughs> I mean, knows? I wouldn't blame him. <laughs> I'm just saying, there's, in the, there's if, a little bit heat wave in Chicago where it's like 100 degrees right now. I wouldn't want to go to Chicago either. If that's what, if that comes out, if if that ever comes out, I'm just gonna say. On your left, I'm going to take the victory lap on on that. But you know, I I I, I take it at face value that he's he's injured. Hopefully, you know, speed recovery to tell me here he should get 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 well in time for the G1, you know, which is coming up soon. But also on on this one, I I got to see this match. I I heard it was very good. Uh, Taiji Shimori retained oh. his IWGP Junior Heavyweight Title against the uh, 2022 Best of the Super Junior winner Hiromu Takahashi. But the maybe the bigger news besides uh, the quality of this match, Karen, which I, you have watched and uh, raved about, uh, is that uh, one uh, Kushida has returned to New Japan 
as a New Japan junior. And, you know, I understand perfectly. I think, great. He came back home. Um, I hope he enjoys being a junior again and, and, and not ever getting his wish fulfilled because they could have done it. They could have just stuck him in the G1. <laughs> but, hey, like, that's good. I think it's good. I think he's, he's probably, he, New Japan is going to be his base. He's still going to live in the United States. He's moving to Los Angeles because um, so probably he's going to be associated, probably get some kind of gig maybe at the, at the LA Dojo doing some training maybe and, and being more involved with strong as well. So it's a good fit for him. Like he still wants to do, you know, wrestling in America and probably he'll probably, you know, when he has time, he'll maybe do some indie dates here and there, maybe some spots for impact or, and, or maybe, you know, like I can see impact being a place where he would go because Alex, you know, because Alex Shelley and, and Chris Saban, two people, he has a good relationship with, um, but yeah, your thoughts on the return of Kushida and his, his being, uh, returning to the junior division do you do you think it's a good thing for for the for him and for the division it was one of those things where i've got i've gone on and on about this for the last you know ever since kushida left the the iwgp junior heavyweight title has pretty much circulated between three people desperado hiromu and taiji ishimori with a very 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 short stint for robbie eagles so and the fact that they didn't they never pulled the trigger on show they never pulled the trigger on yo wato's not there yet i don't want another taguchi or bushi run it's one of those things where they, 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 they're running out of options. They, I mean, and now that El Phantasma is in the G1, I guess he's the next one that's going to heavyweight. So it's one of those things where they, it's like Ishimori literally was about to have, is there nobody else sort of moment? And it was, for me, like with the, when the first note or two of his music hit and you could hear the audience trying their hardest not to lose their collective minds. Because it was literally, our son is back from the war. He's come home. Because people were hoping he would go to NOAA or he'd go to All Japan or he would go to AEW or Impact. And what I liked about it, it was that it seems like what from what Kushida said on social media since then and in the backstage comments that it was his decision to leave. his like He, he did WWE. He got as far as they were going to let him. And he's put that chapter of it behind him. But he's choosing to remain based in the United States. Moving to LA is better because LA has a larger Japanese community. So it's bet it's better not just for him, but for his family. And it's also a direct shot to Japan. He doesn't have to transit through Atlanta, Minneapolis, Detroit. Because from Orlando to Japan, it is flight time alone, it averages about 17 hours. Mm. That doesn't include transit time, layovers, lost baggage, whatever. And especially in the summertime, flying in and out of Florida is a nightmare because of summer vacation. But anyway, um, so being based in L.A., possibly working regularly with the L.A. Dojo and New Japan Strong is awesome. If 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 he's going to take the approach where he still wants to do his like King of the Indies tour, kind of like how Minoru Suzuki does when he's here. He could go to GCW. He could go to Warrior Wrestling. He could go to all of the places all over the country that are having all this great wrestling. He could go to the U.K. if he wanted to, because I think there's a direct flight to, to Heathrow from L.A., so it's one of those things where it's like, I feel like he's worked out an agreement with New Japan that is mutually beneficial. That, you know, they need they need to fix the junior division again. So they have him. He's a good hand. But is he going to get another run with the title? I don't think so. I mean, I like, personally, I hope that he doesn't get the title 
And that he's like, well, in that case, I'm going to try something different. I'm going to go and he can fight Tom Lawler or Fred Rosser for the strong openweight championship. He can go for the never openweight championship. If they're not going to put him in the G1, and that's when I was hoping when they did the announcements that that's how they were going to announce that he was coming back. I mean, this was also really great. And now it made more sense why both of the junior title matches were left off of Dominion. But at the same time, I still felt like those matches could have still made Dominion a more competitive show with cyber fight. If that, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, But if this is what Kushida wants is if this is all his choice, then as a fan, I'll support it. If his, if his, if his getting paid, his family's taken care of and he's doing the wrestling, even if it's junior heavyweight, if that's what he wants, then fine. Yeah. Maybe like, you know, when Jiro gets let go by the WWE, eventually he'll go to, he'll go to new Japan. Cause I don't think? want him, well, I don't want him going to all Japan again. I don't want him. I don't want him like ruining the, the, the other promotion. I actually like watching it's Jiro go to new Japan. Like I, I think actually they would probably take him, you know, Jiro. I can see them taking him, you know, as long as they don't put him in bullet club. No, I think they probably I don't want to say, in, I don't want to see a bullet club version of Yuki Manjiro. I, I think they probably put him in chaos and, Pair him with Yano, or or pair him with Kushida. Reform jacket time. Jack, was it time jacket or jacket time? Jacket time. All right, yeah. Reform jacket time. I can I can see them doing that. Jiro to New Japan. Manifest not, like, not confirmed. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to manifest this because I don't want to see him go back to All Japan Wrestling. Are you going to Noah? I I don't give a shit if he goes to Noah. To be honest with you, <laughs> right now Dylan Fox is like, no, not Noah. And I bet, I bet if 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 the Super J cast uh, guys are listening, not not fucking New Japan, we don't want fucking Jiro in New Japan. But like, anyways, anyways. I, hey, or Jiro just stays in NXT forever. Who? That's that. That's fine. I'm fine with that too. Like the way that dream. the way that they're they've painted NXT 2.0 as more of a plucky character driven, not so much wrestling driven. He can wrestle, but if if he's going to get paid what the base salary of a PC recruit is like, what, 50 grand, 50 grand to just yeah. pardon my language, fuck around in, in his, his jacket and have a good time. Sure. Why not? I'll, t- I'll, I'll mess around for 50 grand and yeah. just be a clown. That's fine. Hey, <laughs> it's more than hey. I make in my actual job. So Listen, I mean, Jero, you can't be mad at it. Jero just has to like do the, the mirror gimmick and like, the jacket stuff and jump in and out, have like a 15 minute fucking entrance. And he's, he's sad, you know, like maybe, maybe if, you know, Vince survives this whole scandal thing, which, you know, let's be honest, he probably, he probably will. Cause he's Vince. Cause he's fucking Vince McMahon. He's, you know, he's got tough one. Like I like, Hey, here's my thing. I hope he gets fucking ousted. I hope the shareholders say we need to sell this fucking company. We need you gone for that. <laughs> and they sell it. Not to, I don't, I don't want fucking Disney to buy it, by the way. Yeah, I, yeah, I want like fucking NBC. You can fucking buy it and just put it on fucking Peacock permanently. Ugh, Peacock. And just take it off of fucking, take SmackDown off of Fox or, or whatever. Anyways, that's, that's here to hear there. But um, yeah, maybe if Vince survives all this and he like really takes a close look at Jiro and says, yeah, I like this guy. Let's fucking keep this guy in this fucking jacket. I right. let's give him the North American title. That's you know, that's my dream. 
Oh, they're going to make him NXT champion. Just wait, just do it. I just do it. Listen, like, to, you know, who, who who's Tony D'Angelo and fucking Jiro? I don't even know anymore. Like, I'm not keeping up with NXT. I just got too mad at it. I was mad Joe at Casey. it all the time. It's great. It's great. All that stuff. It's amazing. My sarcasm is showing through. Anyways, <laughs> uh, let's let's move on. We're sticking with New Japan. Karen, you know what's coming up soon? It's summer season. In a couple of weeks, we're going to see the beginning of the G1 Climax. And uh, they announced the, the, the 28... <laughs> Jesus Christ. The 28 participants of this year's tournament. And they announced all four blocks. And so, like, let's go through each block, and that's that's how we're gonna go through the participants. And and um, you know what? They they did a great job for us by uh, by basically putting probably the likely block winners in the cent the as the center picture of each each block graphic. Correct. You know? Um. So let's look at block A. Uh. Of course, the 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 top seed, the probably the most likely. Winner of Block A is Kazushika Okada. Uh, joining him at Block A is Toriano, a perennial uh, favorite, not of me per se, but but of like you know Way and John like Toriano and and understand. His matches end up being short, so you know what I'm a fan of that. <laughs> yeah, no, like I understand. He's a night off, right? It's a night off, so it's fine. Toriano, uh, Jeff Cobb. This is you have to forgive me. Is this his first G one? No, Jeff Cobb almost won the G1 last year. That's right. Okay. So he, this is he, he set second. the record for consecutive wins in the G1 with like running the table up to eight and then losing. You got to forgive me. I I have not paid close attention to New Japan. It could have results. been the Jeff one last year, my friend. It could have been the Jeff one. Could have been. So this is second year. This is uh, second or third. Third, I think he did one before he joined the United Empire. Oh, you're right. I think yes, yes. Okay, so anyway, Jeff Cobb coming back, that's fine. Uh, Lance Archer making his New Japan return to uh, a, a very loud reception by the fans when they announced his name. Uh, the only uh, contracted AEW wrestler to to be part of the G1. Um, uh, bad luck, Fale. Bad match, Fale. Uh, the the debuting. Uh, two debuts here, Karen. Uh, Tom Waller, the current uh, New Japan Strong Openweight Champion, mm-hmm. and also uh, fresh from from uh, NXT, WWE, and uh, been working the Indies. Uh, the former, uh, uh, what's his name in NXT? Bronson Reed, former jo- former yeah. Jonah Rock. Now just Jonah. I by the way, that's dumb. Like put get the Rock back or 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 get a last name. Jonah bites up. I don't get it. I I I'm a, not a fan of one name wrestlers if if it is just a plain first name jonah i don't get it i'm not i couldn't provide you an answer as to why he picked just jonah maybe he wants to be like share i don't know anyways by the way jonah does have uh jonah is a proud owner of the uh, original uh longing winding royal road pillar is he yes he 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 was uh he contacted us and said, Hey, I like that shirt. <laughs> so we sent him one. So my dream, Karen, is that Jonah will wear that shirt on one of these shows. <laughs> I don't know if he ever comes out to the ring wearing a t-shirt, though. That's that's the thing. You might you might catch him like when he finally gets over there, 
or back over there. No, I want to see him do like, you know, like he's not wrestling. I wanted to see him like walking around Cork and Hall behind. Just in, just in the, just in the shirt. I want, to, I want to see him walking behind Kevin Kelly and Chris Charlton wearing that shirt. He'd be like, it'd be funny. I would think that was really funny. Anyways. But anyways, block A to me, best block. The only downside to this, 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 this block is Fale, but it's, it's seemingly designed. Each block is designed to have at least one really terrible wrestler to bring things down to just not to give the fans a perfect block. So bad luck Fale. I don't know why he's back in here. I don't know why there's 28 fucking people in this thing, Karen, Like you could have, you could have willed it down to 24 and saved yourself like some really bad matchups. Okada versus Yano be fun. Okada versus Cobb should be good. Okada versus Archer. Yeah, I think it'll be fine. Uh, Okada versus Fale, you know, he'll have his Miracle shoes on to, to carry Fale. I don't even know if he's going to have a, even like he's going to be able to do that with Fale. I mean, he's so terrible now. Uh, but Okada versus Lawler. That's Let's the match. go. That's, that's the match. Let's see. Yes. Uh, Lawler versus Toriano. This is apparently a dream match of Tom Lawler's. So, really? Yes, because he, 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 you know, Tom Lawler does have kind of a sense of humor. He is very, he, you know, he likes to do the comedy. If you ever seen like a any of some of his matches on the indies, like he does like to do comedy. So like, yeah, he, he apparently he's a he he's really wants to do a Toriano match. So that, that should be fun. And then yeah. Okada versus Jonah should be good. I think Jonah's a, a good worker. So that that's uh, like I don't see. Too many bad matchups here, to be honest. Lawler yeah. versus all these guys, except for Fale, should be good. I agree. Shall we Shall we move on to Block B? Let's go. All right, current IWGP World Heavyweight Champion, Jay White, uh, Taichi, Tamatanga, Tomohiro Ishii, Sonata, Great Okan, and uh, the Melted Butter wrestler, Chase Owens, are like, he's, he's your requisite. Why? you know, candidate in this block, but you know, this is a, this is a solid, you know, block. I'm not a huge, uh, yeah, people know, I'm not a huge fan of Jay White, but I think he'll, you know, he'll hopefully not have 30 plus mat- minute matches in, in block B, but like, I think there's like, you know, the, the, you know what I want to see, I kind of want to see great O'Con versus Jay White. I want to see what that's going to look like. I think it'll be, I don't know if it'll be good, but I think it'll be interesting. I'm just, I'm kind of indifferent to Jay White right now. Like I know that the Japanese fans are excited to see him wrestle again, but it's always when someone's when when someone's a champion in the G1, I'm just kind of like, how many losses are they going to realistically let this person drop? So it's kind of if for me. I'm just not the person I, I see be, him. I, I, could, I could be singing a different tune in a couple of weeks, but right now I'm not. I'm not gassed about it. I'm not excited. I think the like the most likely people he's going to lose to to set up title matches. Are, I probably don't hear Ishii. I can see them giving him a title shot, like between now, like the end of G one and and uh, Wrestle Kingdom, and Sonata. I can totally see Sonata getting a win over Jay White to to set up a title challenge that he won't win. But there you go. Like I, I, I think uh, this is not a super offensive, but it's I think it's kind of an average average block. That's just for me. Um, yeah. Ishii Ishii elevates it. Like I think. Uh, Sonata is also someone who will, you know, like I think motivated Sonata 
can have some really good matches, but like I don't know how much how motivated he's going to be with with some of these other people in the block. But Ishii should have like I think you know like Tamatanga is doing pretty good as as this new babyface Hontai member. So Ishii versus Tamatanga I think has potential to be a very maybe one of the standout matches in, in this block. My thing about Sonata in the G one is that if like he started the year off strong, taking the U.S. championship off of Tanahashi, and then he unfortunately got injured, and they brought him back to put him in a match to have him lose to Osprey. So I feel like if uh, if sorry, not Osprey, if uh, Sonata doesn't advance at least to the finals or the semifinals, what are they doing with him? Is, is this another situation where he's going to be the bridesmaid but never the bride again? He's the new uh, Hiroki Goto. <sighs> uh, I hate I, I that think, for him. I, I unfortunately, like, I used to be very, very, very high on Sonata when he first came into the company. Um, I was actually a big fan of his in All Japan and and Russell One, and and I thought, yeah, like he's got so much potential. He's got the look. He's good, motivated. He's very, very great wrestler. I, I feel like um, I don't know. Recently, I just I've kind of like off the you know, off the kind of bandwagon of Sonata, but like, I, I, I kind of feel like you do, like they, I think it's going to be very telling, like how, how, how far he gets in his block and in the turn tournament as a whole, because if he doesn't do, do anything significant in this tournament, like I think the kind of the writing's on the wall for yeah. him for the next, for the foreseeable future until like some people leave the company and then they feel, okay, well, we, we let's give Sonata the push, but right now I think he's just kind of like in, you know, slotted in, in the role that he's in. But um, let's, let's move to block C. Um, Hiroshi Tanahashi, uh, Tetsuya Naito. Now, like, I think, you know, probably it's, uh, my guess is Naito is going to be the block leader. Yeah. Block C. Uh, but Tanahashi is going to be, be in there. Uh, joining them is uh, evil. Oh, well. Uh, Hiroki Goto, uh, Zack Sabre Jr., Kenta, and Aaron Hanare, evil being the kind of the 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 low point of this block. Actually, I think this is a pretty pretty interesting block. I think it's uh, do or die for Hanare. Like I'm yeah. I'm I'm actually quite happy to see him finally get his shot to be in the G1. I think this should have happened three years ago, to be honest yeah. with you. Um, but like he he's he's really lucky. I think he's gonna have some really like. Ma- good matches with people who can like bring out the best in, in like his style. And that's like Goto, Naito and Tanahashi. I, yeah. I don't see honestly evil versus anyone. is just going to be house of torture garbage. Um, I don't, I don't like, you know, I'm not looking forward to any of it. I probably will skip probably almost all evil matches unless someone says actually evil versus Kenta was, was good. We probably, probably that's going to be the worst match is evil versus Kenta. Uh, in this block, but uh, how do you feel about Block C, Karen? I mean, I had high hopes for Naito winning the G1 last year. So if and if there are rumors about him choosing to retire after he turns 40 or to be believed, he turned 42 days ago. So this could be the, Naito's last stand to win the G1 and or main event Wrestle Kingdom and or become IWGP World Heavyweight Champion before he retires. Yeah, because I, I do think like He's not someone who just says things like that. Like I'm gonna exactly. Like I think there's he has a conviction to like kind of like say things and then like actually live up to them. 
I, I, I can see like New Japan, like thinking, okay, we're going to, then if he's retiring, we're going to get as we're going to like bleed this stone dry, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I think they're going to give him the big push. And again, I think he, him going for the title again, especially if it's against Okada is the, the match that will, that will draw the most for New Japan uh, Wrestle Kingdom weekend. So that's, that's my guess. So I, I do think Naito is going to eke out the, uh, you know, the, 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 the points to, to become Block C a leader here. And then let's finally go to uh, Block D. We have the current United States champion, Will Ospreay. Um, his probably his greatest rival uh, since turning heavyweight. And that's Shingo Takagi. Like, and there you go. Like that's the, the match of, of of this block and possibly of of the whole tournament, Karen. Like I I am very much looking forward to seeing Will Osprey versus Shingo Takagi again. Uh, joining them is Juice Robinson, uh, Yoshihashi, the uh, debuting El Fantasmo. Again, I do not know why why El Fantasmo and not El Desperado or or Hiromu Takahashi. Doesn't make any sense. Or Kushida. Again, or Kushida. Yujiro Takahashi. Really? Yujiro Takahashi and not fucking Hiromu or fucking Kishida. Oh my God. David Finley rounds things out. Um, I'm a big fan of David Finley, but I do not see him gaining more than two, two or three points in this thing. Like I can see him having a draw with somebody. Maybe I, I can see him being a spoiler for somebody. Yeah. But I do not see him getting a lot of points, but I, what I do see for David Finley is showing like, his worth because I, I think when he's given opportunity to have a spotlight on him he he does shine through and i'm very happy for him i've been a big fan of of his for, for i pretty much since he debuted in the company back in a one of the best of the super juniors um again like i i'm not that excited about that osprey versus takagi is the big one but osprey against everyone else is like eh, okay takagi against like anyone else Meh, okay. Like, you know, Takagi against Finley. I'm excited about that. Uh, Robinson, I, I don't give a shit about Juice. I have not given a shit about Juice Robinson in like four years. You know, like he's he's hit his thing. And now that he's like doing the the aces and eight gimmicks as the as a bullet club member, I, I care even less about Juice Robinson. Like whatever. I think, but I think it's either Osprey or Takagi who's gonna who's gonna go through to the uh the the semis um my grand prediction is naito i think blocks is it going to be block c versus block d winner i'm guessing that's how they're doing it it's going to be a b c and d yes i'm looking at the yes yeah, so a1 b1 will 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 determine who's the the the, the semi the finalist yeah the finalist and c versus d will determine the other finalist um Okay, so my my uh, my guess, this is my guess. Okay, so A block winner, Okada. Uh, B block winner. I'm gonna go off left field here. I'm gonna say Great Okan. I think Ooh. he's gonna get a. He's gonna get. He's just gonna eke out. Someone's gonna spoil Jay White. I'm hoping Tamatanga is the one that spoils Jay. So I think their, yeah. I, I think their match is the last one on the block. The last of the days for that block. Right. So I can see that Tamatan. Okay, yeah, Tamatanga spoils Jay White, and then Great Okan goes through advances to to the uh, semifinals against Okada, which Okada will win. 
I think. Uh, no, or Great O'Conn could win. Great O'Conn could win that. I think, I think, because they're going to push this guy. They're going to make him a main eventer in this company. And this is probably a great time to start. Do it. To do it. So pull the trigger on the, the start of his, his push to the top of the company. Okay. Block C, I think it's, I think it's Naito. Yeah. And Block D, I'm going to say Shingo Takagi. Because they're going oh, yeah. yeah. to do Naito versus Shingo. Well, because they were supposed to do that last year during the G1 before Naito's knee got blown out, right? Right, right. I think they're going to do it. I think C and D, Naito versus Shingo. My God, that, that, that everything being okay with both guys, that should be an awesome match. Um, yeah, so, okay, so Okada versus Okan. Okan uh, goes through. Naito versus T- Shingo. Naito goes through. It's going to be Tetsuya Naito versus Great Okan in the goddamn finals of the G1 and, and Tetsuya Naito will win and get that briefcase and, and not put it up. Like, I think Naito should just say, I'm not putting this up. I'm keeping it. And I'll tell you when I'm going to fight, you know, for it. And then, you know, I think Kazuchika Okada in between the end of the G1 before Wrestle Kingdom will, will defeat Jay White again to become... Probably at King of Pro Wrestling. Probably. To become the IWG World Heavyweight Champion. You build towards Okada versus Naito to um, to try and sell as many tickets as you fucking can for for wrestling. Yeah. So, anyway, dude, what what? How about you? Would you have any wild predictions, Karen, for the G one? <laughs> Excuse me. No, I really don't. Like, I, I feel like the predictions you went were pretty much the ones that I would have gone with as well. I, I'm still I'm still salty that they didn't pull the trigger on Zach and and uh, Jeff Cobb last year. So I would love to see one of them make it, but at the same time, I don't see. I think I don't. You know, Zach Jeff, got, I don't. I don't. Yeah. Now that now that, now that the, all the other foreign guys are back, I don't see them getting that that rub anymore. Zach, because yeah. Zach just won the New Japan Cup yeah. for the second time earlier this year. I don't think the G one's in his future this year, and I yeah, don't think he, maybe in the like depends what they do with him, like the start of you know from now until like you know, the, the start of the new Japan cup next year, like he might be in his place. Like, I think, that, you know, at some point he has to leave Suzuki again. I think yes, him and Suzuki have to have a falling out and have to have a match. Yeah. And, uh, there you go. Anyways, uh, what else do we have? We have new Japan and stardom. Let's talk about that. So they announced a joint show that's going to happen in November, correct? November 20th at the Ariaki arena. Have you ever been to the Ariaki? arena nope it wasn't it wasn't built last or well it was being built for the 2020 olympics when we went back in 2020 but i had never been to it before then oh so i i guess i meant have you been to arake coliseum which was i have not it's a nice building it's 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 uh it's for tennis i think uh it's got amazing air conditioning let's tell you that that's how i judge most buildings in Japan is how good the air conditioning is. Well, air conditioning is very essential, especially in the summertime. Um, not so much for November. It should be actually yeah. quite comfortable in November, but uh, our Ake area is kind of boring. I will say that. Uh, but, um, you know, it's kind of the home of Noah. That's where, you know, Ake Coliseum and uh, different Ariake, where it was, that was the offices and dojo of Wrestling Noah back in the day. But uh, yeah, what, what kind of, like, I guess they're going to do uh, some mixed tags. They're hinting yeah. at mixed tags um, at the press conference. If I remember correctly, Tanahashi 
hinted that him and May, uh, May, May, oh my God, I must be saying him and Mayu um, could potentially tag together. They asked Starlight Kid, but she's like, should I say it now or say it later? And then like later, she, she got told to t- say it later when the, all the press was interviewing her that she expressed interest in tagging with Desperado. And then later on after, like in the same week, Utami also got interviewed and she said she wanted to tag with Okada and have somebody tag with Naito in the opposite corner. So the, and Kidani suggested that there might be two or three mixed tag matches. Right. So that's already three sets. So that leaves us with three more sets to, to wait and find out. So I, if it's not, if Naito's on one of the sets, like who do you think is the natural? Julia. That's what I think too. I think like <laughs> like Mundo is like the- I, I wouldn't I wouldn't put Shuri with him. I don't know who I would put. I put I would put Shuri with Shibata if they let Shibata do one, but I don't think he'd want to do one. Um, but yeah, Julia would, with Naito would probably be the most organic pairing. I think, I think so. I think there's you can draw a lot of parallels between DDM and Lij. Yeah, I can see um, Taichi t- uh, tagging with Tam Nakano. Poor Tam. I can see him. Uh, he made her cry, so <laughs> I can see her. I can see him harassing her. No, I'm just kidding. Well, now, now, am I? I don't know. Allegedly, uh, but um, yeah, no. So if they if they do these mixed tags, so does that mean like say you know Julia tags in and Tanahashi's in the ring? Do they fight? It, they, it sounded like it was going to be mixed tag, meaning that it, it would automatically swap to the other person. But that's those are WWE rules for mixed tag. I don't know how they're going to handle intergender. Yeah, because there's no like no stigma you, really about intergender in Japan. No, there isn't. I mean, would I love to see? Would I love to see Julia drop Kazuchika Okada on his head? Sure, why not? <laughs> Or to see Utami try to kick kick Naito, or her, who she's been a fan of since you know she was in what junior high school. So it's one of those things like it's 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 the I don't want to get my fantasy booking like chart out just yet, but it's one of those things like it will break my heart if I cannot get into the country to see this show live mm. because I I as much as I love Wrestle Kingdom and you know Stardom's usually you know their end of the year show was phenomenal last year. I can only imagine how good it's going to be this year. This is the show I, I I feel a more dire need to go to. The problem is, is the weekend before Thanksgiving, which is one of the most expensive times to fly in the United States. Right. Well, like, cross your fingers for you, Karen, like that you can somehow so, get, get in there. The work <laughs> hey, you should talk to Rossi Ogawa. Maybe you can uncover who uh, choked him out in that YouTube video. I know. I'll have to watch and see, put my little thinking cap on. But knowing Kamatani, she might say it by accident during the uh, five-star Grand Prix presser like she usually did last year. You can only hope. You can only hope. Um, but yeah, like outside of possibly these intergender uh, mixed tag matches, like what what do you, what kind of like are your thoughts about what the, the rest of the card might be like? I feel like it like all of the other crossover shows they've had it'll be a lot of multi-person matches i think the goal will probably be to have as many people on the card as possible do you see there's going to be oedo tai versus like house of torture i don't think so (laughs) i would imagine like maybe you'll have these mixed tag matches like maybe three as uh, that they've been you can do an eight person if you want to do like two and two like two guys two girls 
Yeah, but I, I think maybe it'll like you know the rest of the card will be just like you know stardom versus stardom. Yeah. New Japan versus New Japan, men versus men, women versus women. Yeah. I don't know if they have uh, title matches on it though. That would be the only thing. I, I would think that they're gonna like have one or two, maybe. Yeah. Like maybe maybe for the 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 world of stardom, maybe the yeah. wonder of stardom, maybe just maybe for for New Japan, maybe an IWGP World Title match, maybe um, a junior heavyweight title match. Like like I, it depends like how 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 important because we have to keep in mind like though they're owned by the same parent company, yeah, they're separate. Like correct. You know, like New Japan can decide like we don't want to have a world heavyweight title match on the show. We're going to have a United States heavyweight title match on the show. Same, same thing with starting. They could decide we're, we're just going to have an SWA title match on this it's, show. It, it's also literally like six weeks, if less, if not less before wrestle kingdom. So you can't really, I mean, you could do a title defense if instead of what they would do at the, like the usual November pay-per-view, but I feel like King of pro wrestling is like right before that in October. Mm. If that if that's the tour that they're going to they're going to go with, I just feel like you'd be cutting it too close. But I don't remember how late the briefcase and or the championship gets defended on the road to Wrestle Kingdom proper. Usually, I think it's like October, November. Yeah, because I know usually that's also when World that at that time that's when they're getting ready to do World Tag League. Yeah, is end of November, beginning of December. Yeah, so we'll see. It'll be interesting. Yeah. We'll keep we'll keep we'll keep tabs on the how this card shapes up as as you know as summer progresses. And I think probably won't hear too much until probably the the beginning of fall. Yeah, or, or I think we have to get past the G one and the five star Grand Prix before they start right. throwing out because you know they love to hold those cards close to the chest as long as possible. So I also don't think they want to announce anything too early in case God forbid somebody gets injured. So, but they'll just keep dangling. Little bits of information here and there. We'll we'll, we'll find out soon enough, I'm sure. Yep. Uh, let's jump over to the big event of this weekend, Karen, and that's the AW slash New Japan Pro Wrestling uh, Supercard. Are we going through the Forbidden Door, WH? We're, we're going to talk about the Forbidden Door, and and uh, I'm not going to say anything about the build that hasn't already been said by tons of other people. It's it's been pretty bad, you know, like. Uh, who's fighting on this? Oh, by the way, Kazuchika Okada is going to be on the show <laughs> in a four-way that's not announced when he comes up, but, but has to be explained by by Excalibur later on in another segment. Oh, yeah. By the way, it's going to be a four-way. But let, let's let's just go kind of go through the matches and and, <laughs> just, and and we just talk about what's what we're going to be uh, seeing on the show, which I will be watching with at at, at uh, my friend Mike Murray's house. We're gonna. I'm gonna be traveling all the way out to Scarberia, aka Scarborough, for people who actually live in the GTA. And uh, he said we're gonna have we're gonna have K Bobs and and maybe some other food there. So I'm looking Ooh, forward to that. Sounds nice. So I, I'm looking. Actually, I'm gonna be looking at the um, the Wikipedia page for Forbidden Door, and on the uh, the buy-in, the pre-show, there's gonna be an eight-man tag team match, uh, Max Caster and the uh the billy glenn gun and his progeny austin gun and colton gun are these their real fucking names austin and colton i don't keep up with the gun club or the ass boys or whatever they're calling themselves these days listen i i'm gonna just say this right now no one should be naming themselves austin 
in wrestling anymore. Okay. Yeah. Like there is only one Austin that, and there can only be one Austin for the next 20 years. And that's Steve Austin. Everyone else seems just like, yeah. Austin Aries, Austin Gunn, Ace Austin, Austin, Ace, where the fuck his name is. Like, yeah. Uh, what was his fucking name? Austin theory. Like all these, oh, fucking- he's, he's just theory now, apparently, right. but no more Austin's anymore. If you're thinking, I was like, you know what? I'm going to call no more Austin's, Austin's, no more aces. No more. Yeah. No more aces either. Like seriously, it's so unoriginal. Think of something new people for God's sakes. No more Austin's, no more aces. Anyways, this caster and the gun club will take on, uh, Yuya, Uemura, Al Cochran, the DKC and Kevin Knight. So it's, it's mass caster and the, the, the ass family against the LA dojo. Um, I think this should be just a short, fun, let's hit all our spots kind of a match that goes like maybe six to eight minutes. Uh, and it'll be inoffensive and fine. What do you think, Karen? I want to see Alex Coughlin uh, deadlift Billy Gunn and just launch him across the ring. Yeah. That's, that's, all, a- that's all I want in that match. Billy Gunn is a lot bigger than I used to. When I first saw him, like yeah. taking on, like with against Tanahashi, I was like, I was like, this guy's huge. He because yep. like in WWE, he's average size, yep. like compared to like you know people like the Undertaker and, and Triple H and and The Rock and things like that. But he, this man is massive. If you compare him to like actual like not normal size people, but like smaller than him, right? He's, yeah, I couldn't believe. It. But anyways, yeah, let's see that. Let's see the android Alex Coughlin deadlift Billy Gunn and, and throw him into the third row. That'd be in Chicago. That'd be awesome. Anyways, uh, so let's let's start maybe at the bottom here. Singles match: Zach Saber Jr. versus TBA. And Karen, your guesses to TBA because this will be the newest member of the Blackpool Combat Club. I have my theories. What's your theory? There are two choices I have. Oh, excuse me. <clears throat> two choices I have as I go through puberty. Apparently, uh, one would be Claudio Castiglione. Mm-hmm. The other would be Chris Hero. Okay. Um, Chris Hero is doing a signing across the street at Warrior Wrestling the same day. I know, but it's one of the things that's like, I don't know if he's just doing more appearances and coaching seminars in his podcast or if he's actually wrestling. Um, because I never, I, mean, I never see anything about him wrestling, like getting into the ring. Well, that's the thing is that he's been very adamant about that he's been floated many offers, but the right offer hasn't come along. Right. So, when I think of people that Daniel Bryan could theoretically trust w- to replace him or fill that spot, there's only two people I can think of are him and Claudio. Right. But th- that's only because the selfish part of me wants the reunion of, you know, the Kings of wrestling and having them go to the world tag league and go to Japan again. But, but more realistically, it's probably Claudio just because he says he's working out for like some like streamer showdown thing. But I'm just like, you, I'm like, you don't need to work out that much to like go fight some streamers. Come on now. I I think it'll be Claudia. Um, because the way Daniel, you know, Brian Danielson like kind of hyped his replacement. Yeah. It, it I, I I and I like Chris Hero, but I don't think Chris Hero is a name big enough to satisfy most fans because I, I do I do think most fans aren't super familiar with with, with Chris Hero to the extent that they are familiar with the former Cesaro, probably going back to his original name of Claudio Cascinoli. Um, yes, you have a point. 
when when we're finished talking about this match because they've added two other matches okay. to the undercard for the buy-in. Sure. Okay. So I I, I, uh, I guess I, I just pulled up Wikipedia, so they may have updated it since you last opened it. I, I anyways, my just my point being, I think it's Claudio because like he yeah. he's he's the bigger name. I, I think he would fit the aesthetic of the Black Pool of Combat Club. Absolutely. He's got that connection with Regal. And so does Chris Hero, by the way. He he has that, that connection when they were in FCW um NXT, original NXT. So yeah. could be either. Yeah, I think you're totally right. Like it's either one of those two, but I think it's it's probably Claudio and and probably Chris Hero is gonna be maybe brought in. Like honestly, AW is so 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 overflowing with people. Like I, I think it would be bad for for Chris Hero to come in because I think he'd get lost in the shuffle. I, I just want them to give him the playbook and let him run Ring of Honor. Like just give Chris yeah. Hero Ring of Honor and just do all that. Like because that's what he was doing before Ring of Honor went through its restructuring. Is that he was helping with them do that. So let him do that again and make yeah, maybe, make maybe new his, generations of wrestlers. Make it maybe like you know Chris Hero's contributions aren't in the ring anymore. Maybe they're like with a pencil Give that's a fine pencil. there you go like he, he is one of the smartest people in, in wrestling he is a wrestling genius he is uh okay so let's talk about these new matches that they just announced there Ken, karen what are they they added the factory featuring qt marshall and aaron solo against chaos's own hiroki goto and yoshihashi in a tag match oh fuck okay and then the Third buy-in show match is Swerve in Our Glory, which is Swerve Strickland and Keith Lee versus El Desperado and Yoshinobu Kanemaru. I'm guessing these two last matches were announced during Rampage tonight. Okay, um, okay so Desperado and Kanemaru are going to lose. Keith Lee's going to probably powerbomb uh, Kanemaru. And or, th- and or throw him into the fifth row. <laughs> You just yeet him out of the ring. That I anyway, Swerve and Aguilar are gonna win that match. And uh what was the other? Oh yeah, the factory factory's losing. That's how it's gonna that's how it would be. Like like you QT Mar fuck this QT Marshall. QT Marshall is gonna fucking <laughs> lose. All right, he's gonna fucking or fucking this other fucking guy I'd have never seen wrestle. Aaron Solo. I don't even fucking know who he is. He's he's gonna fucking lose to to like yeah, who, 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 who are they? Who are they? Goto, Goto's gonna go to go to and Yoshihashi, Yoshikaroshi on fucking Aaron Solo, who I don't even know what the fuck he looks like. There you go. That's the political. That's and by the way, we're gonna talk a bit about the politics probably of, the, of this, this fucking mess, this on paper mess. I do think I will say this, Karen. I think when it's when I'm watching this the show, I think I'll probably enjoy it, but the build has been shit. On paper, this is so disappointing. But I think the actual show itself will probably be fun to watch, and I'll probably enjoy it, especially if there's K-Bobs that I'm going to be eating at the same time. <laughs> One uh, of the things, the approaches that I'm taking with this whole show is is that I think of it more of the as a ring. Remember when Ring of Honor used to do their Global Wars and the War mm-hmm. Against of the World series? And they would only bring over a fraction of the roster to participate in those shows. That's the vibe I have of this. It's not so much... Madison Square Garden G1 Supercard. It's more War of the Worlds ROH television pay-per-view sort of vibe to it. Am I wrong? Yeah. No, I, I think you mentioned that to me like 
earlier in the week and you know and you know dms and i was like that's that's what this is it's a fucking global war show but the thing is is like here's the thing i think like aw is new japan in this equation and new japan is fucking ring of honor in this equation because yeah because you know like the perception now is that you know three years ago new japan was the number two company in the world yeah now the perception is and probably rightly so because i you know you know i you know just because like you know in in this case like we're talking from our perspective as western fans karen not from the japanese perspective correct that aw is the clear number two behind wb um with the not so much the amount of money they have, but the, the amount of press they get and the amount of praise that's heaped on them by, by the wrestling media and by know, wrestling fandom as a whole. So I, I think it also has to do with how accessible they, the companies made themselves to the press and the fans, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, sure. like New, New Japan has always kept a very, like, like literally a six foot pole in between them and the fans and the media in particular. Whereas, you know, AEW, you know, literally every time they have a pay-per-view, they're having a media scrum, or if they have a really good Wednesday night show, they have a media scrum and they invite anyone regardless and within that is in wrestling media and or content creator to participate in those. And as well as the phone calls, the uh, open calls that, you know, for media and stuff like that. So they've made themselves as a company far more accessible. Therefore, they the people who are covering their events are giving able to heap on more praise because they have more access to the company. If that makes sense. No, I totally think that um, I just think, you know, the, the, why I'm saying a, you know, new Japan is the, you know, ROH in this is because like, you know, I do, I think like Tony Khan and AEW are able to dictate terms. Yes. And, like of, I of absolutely who, agree. Who's like, you know, new Japan says we want this to happen. And if Tony Khan does not want it to happen, he says, if he doesn't like the, that idea, he's going to say no. Whereas like Ring of Honor would be like, yes, can I have some more, sir? You yeah. Know? We want this person to win over one of your biggest stars. Okay. You know, sure. that's what's, and that's what would happen, you know, for the most part, not always, but for, in large part, New Japan dictated the outcome of matches. Whereas like, I don't, I think Tony Khan can dictate because this is an AEW show for the most yes. part. It is an a, it's it's an AW show that New Japan is participating in. Correct. Um, that I would assume New Japan is getting maybe part of the gate. You know, I should hope so. Uh, that New Japan, like, because you can correct me if I'm wrong, but you can if you're in Japan, the way you watch this in Japan is you buy it via New Japan World as a separate as a separate cost on correct. top of your monthly fee, right? They they have they they started introducing a pay per view structure into New Japan World. Um, they started it with the, I believe it was not the Noah show, but they had another show. Like a, they did Takataichi Mania and they did it that way. So if you're in Japan proper, you can order it that way. In the United States, you have to use Bleacher Report or if you use a VPN, you can order it through Fight for $10 cheaper. Yeah. So, which I may or may not have done. <laughs> thing, I think in Canada, I think. We're just Fight TV, I think. I think. Yeah, because Bleacher Report is fifty dollars, but Fight was thirty nine dollars. Just order through Fight if you can. That's I did. Like to to anyone watching this, like fuck Bleacher Report. (laughs) Like you just charge ten dollars. Why? 
It's charged the same fucking price. Like, it's one of those things where just like, I was excited about the show when they announced it, but then when they started announcing the card, then I'm like, I'm like, this is not a $50 pay-per-view. I'm sorry. No, no it's, it's not. And, and let's, let's get, let's continue anyways. Uh, <laughs> next match, Bullet Club, El Fantasmo, Hikuleo, and the Young Bucks, who aren't officially part of the Bullet Club, but they're, they're teaming with the Bullet Club members. We'll take on Sting's new version of the Dudes with Attitudes, uh, Darby Allen. Sting, of course, and from LIJ, Shingo Takagi and Hiromu Takahashi. Um, why? Why why not just have Hiromu Takahashi fight fucking uh, Dar- Darby Allen in a singles match? Or apparently, like, Shingo was like, I want me and Hiromu want to fight the Young Bucks. <laughs> we don't want to fucking fight Hikuleo or El Fantasmo. We want to, f- like, hey, listen, Shingo Takagi and Hiromu just straight tag against the Young Bucks? Fuck, why not? That'd be awesome. They were tag champions together, so why not? <laughs> you know, Takahashi, you know, Toro Takahashi against Darby Allen of like two, two like people who don't give a shit about their own bodies. Yeah, why not? I feel like they were just trying to put as many people on this show as possible. It's fucking stupid. Like, honestly, I'm sure this will be fun. But like I, I could, I just came up with two better matches right there, Karen. You know. And they did zero build up. They were just like in a backstage segment, and Sting and Darby Allen are like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna have Shingo and Hiromu as if they know them their whole entire lives." Like no, no introduction for the AEW fans as to who. Like I feel like AEW is making assumptions that their wide populace is very red into New Japan when they're not. No, I don't. I don't think so either. Uh, next, uh, AW Women's World Championship match, Thunder Rosa versus Tony Storm. Like, um, you gotta, you, you got to have like a women's title match on this show. Otherwise, people are gonna go fucking insane. And, and yep. so, yeah, I, I just take umbrage with people like suggesting, oh, why isn't it someone from Stardom? Stardom is not New Japan's women's division. Thank you. Stardom, Stardom is their own thing, and like, I don't think they should be getting mixed up with the AW. No, and to be honest with you, so my thing is that one, if they insist on having a women's match on this card, Thunder Rosa and Tony Storm both have experience in Japan. That should be the end of it. And people need to understand that Stardom and Tokyo Joshi Pro don't necessarily get along with each other, largely because Stardom has signed away several of Tokyo Joshi Pro's talent in the last couple of years. And it's one of those things where AEW's women's division, when they have uh, talent from Japan come over, for the most part, aside from like Sheeta and who's an who's a freelancer, Riho and uh, Emi Sakura and Mei Suruga, who are all with Gato Move, the rest of the girls are from Tokyo Joshi Pro. So you can't just throw Maki Ito on a New Japan AEW show. And say it's a start. It's, it, it represents stardom because she's not in stardom. Yeah. And so, p- people saying that they, that stardom should move their pay per view that they announced months ago. No. They, they stardom has no obligation to fill in because AEW decides to do a pay per view with New Japan. Sorry, not sorry. I mean, I I I feel like if AEW wants to have a Japanese partner, like it should have been DDT. <laughs> yeah. But. That's what I don't understand is that they they've brought over Takeshita. 
they bring consistently bring over Maki Ito, Yuka Sakazaki, and other women from Tokyo Joshi Pro. Why, why are you not bringing people from Noah over? Why are you not working with DDT? I just think it would be easier, like, you know, for, for all of that, like, whoever, like, the cyber fight side one would want to bring over, it'd yeah. be easier to negotiate that because I think, you know, like, it's DDT more, more so, like, with, because of the, the relationship with, with, with Kenny Omega. Yeah. Uh, so, but anyways. But it, it, it just, it just burns my biscuit that people are just like, oh, well, stardom should be working harder to accommodate this pay-per-view. No, they don't. They have a pay-per-view. They have a pay-per-view with New Japan in November. They they're doing perfectly fine on their own business-wise, and they're they're so. doing better than New Japan at some points in their yeah. business-wise. So you know what? They don't need they don't need to do anything with AEW unless AEW needs stardom that badly. But then the, the, no, are, are they going to exactly? They don't. they don't like. I don't think they do. Like yeah. they, they their their goal with the, the their women's division is completely different from a company that's only a women's company so correct correct uh, but bottom line tony uh, thunder rosa versus tony storm it's gonna be a good match yeah should be fine like but uh, thunder rosa is also going to tokyo joshi pro like in two weeks for summer sun princess and they're billing her as the aw champion so i don't expect tony storm to win the match no, I, I would have, I'd be maybe, you know, unless Tony, like Tony Storm also has like ties to stardom. I would imagine Correct. she, she would like to go back to stardom at some point for a tour if, if it can work out with her contract with AEW. But I um, just don't know if that'll happen because she works with AEW. That's the thing. Yeah, but yeah, politics, everyone. Politics. Politics. Uh, tag team title match. Three-way winner. Three-way. Oh God. Three-way winner takes all tag team title match for the ROH World Tag Team Titles and the IWGP World Tag Team Titles. Uh, FTR, the current ROH champions, taking on Great O'Connor and Jeff Cobb, the current IWGP champions, taking on Rapongi Vice. Okay. The only... I understand why this is a three-way, Karen. It's because Trent Barreto is going to get... going to eat the pin for somebody. <laughs> right? No, because... It's either him or Rocky. <laughs> it's going to be Trent because I think there's probably heat with Beretta because of the way he left New Japan to join AEW. Ah, uh, okay. That's my guess. Like, I, I think there's still, like, residual heat the way AEW was formed. Like, let, let's oh, just say I don't, this. I don't doubt it. Like, Harold's gone, so this show could happen because Harold's not there anymore. But I bet you there's, like, you know, yeah, well, hey, how about, like, listen, Trent Beretta and Rock Romero are not winning the IWGP World Tag Team titles. Oh, they're not? They're not. That was my plan. I was like, you know, I just drape them in gold. Rocky, Rocky is older. Rocky is also a junior. Tremperetta, uh, like probably is perceived as someone who betrayed New Japan. They were they were going to offer him a contract. They offered him a contract, and he and he and he said, "No, nah, I'm actually going to go do, yeah. do this thing with the Bucks and Kenny instead." Okay, you know. So I think I think United Empire are going to win this match because I can see FTR like getting heated up to take on the young bucks again for the yeah. AEW world titles. I think they don't need to be ROH champions. And I think United, I think it's going to be Jeff Cobb giving the fucking tour of the islands to Trent one, two, three. And like, you know, like Tony, you know, who cares? It's the ROH tag titles. This company doesn't even fucking exist right now 
as it stands in his current incarnation. So just give him another set of titles that, you know, when ROH, if when ROH starts up again. Okay, Great Okan, Jeff Cobb, take on the Briscoes in, in on our ROH show for, 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 these, for these titles. And Any it, thoughts? It, it also avoids the potential issue with AAA and CMLL because FTR are the AAA tag team champions, if I'm not mistaken. Sure, I, I don't know because I... Yes, never... they, are, they are currently the reigning AAA world tag team champions. So... If we're going to play hoopty doopty politics, uh, Jeff, Jeff and O'Connor would be this, the interim safe choice just because it wouldn't muddy anything with CMLL and New Japan. There you go. Let, let's kind of just go through this. We're actually over our 90 minutes, I think. So. I've, yeah, we, we're well over. <laughs> we're having a good conversation. It's all good. People are enjoying this talk. Uh, I hope so. <laughs> uh, IWT US title, Will Ospreay versus Orange Cassidy. Okay, Ospreay's winning. Um, I'm not a fan of Orange Cassidy, though. I, as long as Osprey does not devolve into the shtick, you know, and keeps it serious, like he's the Keno to Orange Cassidy's Dice Case Sasaki. See, the thing is, Osprey can do comedy. So I feel like he's going to feed it. Like he, he's going he's gonna to fight it, but he's going to feed into it at some point. He'll still walk out with a championship, but yeah. he'll, 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 he'll get his comedy chops going. I, I think, think this is the most, huh? Wonder what that's going to look like, like intrigue match, like for most people. Yeah. First of all, see, it's, it's, it's one of the few singles matches on this show yeah. um, for a title. Yeah. Right? So, so yeah, like I'm curious about this match. I'm not necessarily looking forward to it, but I don't hate it. Yeah, um, like I, as I said, I'm not a huge fan of Orange Cassidy, so it doesn't really do anything for me. But like, you know, it should be interesting. Next, uh, six man tag team match: uh, the interesting pairing of Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara with Minoru Suzuki, uh, taking on Eddie Kingston, Wheeler Yuta, and uh, Shota Umino, who is replacing. Who is he replacing? I think John Moxley, because like you know. This yeah, because it was supposed to be Tanahashi Punk. Right. So there you go. That's, I, you know, it's interesting. It'll be very random. What do you think? I mean, I, I don't know how this ends well for Shota Umino, but <laughs> I'm trying to figure out why they also have Tay Conte listed next to Suzuki's name, but not Sammy Guevara. Because I think with- because they're, you know, Chris Jericho and Sandy Guerrero. Oh, because they're are, a tag team. They're a tag team. Okay, it's yeah. just the format. She's, really she's 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 quote unquote managing all three. All of them. Okay, something like that. Um, uh, but I would like to. I would love to see Eddie Kingston's team get the advantage. But this is my problem. My problem with um, the build for Forbidden Door is that too much of it has hinged on stuff involving blood and guts, which is three days afterwards. Yes. It should be a standalone pay-per-view that doesn't involve a show that's three days later. Hey, it's Tony not knowing how to. I know, but it, it's so. it's been because of the bookings felt so chaotic is that they're trying to do too much for two things at the same time. I feel like you should have the calendar and been like, maybe we should move this one Wednesday night show back a few weeks, you know, into July. We got nothing planned. Like, like I just. But that's neither here nor there. 
Hawk versus Miro versus Malachi Black versus Clark Connors for the AEW All-Landic Championship. It's a four-way, another multi-way <laughs> match. Yep. Um, fuck, I don't know. Miro, that's my guess. I was going to go with either Miro or Pac because Pac's been in AEW since the very beginning. And yeah, but, I but don't I think, think he's ca- had a title run of any kind yet. I mean, I, Miro's a safe choice because he's yeah. a tank. No, but I still think I think they like Miro more. You think? I I do. I think they they like his. I think he has more of a connection with the fans than Pac does these days. And yeah, I'm gonna think go. They're with, also saving Pac for the trios title when they start and when that starts becoming a thing. Yeah, I I don't know if they're ever gonna give really Pac like you know his flowers. I I think his his window yeah kind of closed as soon oh, as like. Yeah. With with you know Punk and and Danielson coming in and him, yeah. Tony just hiring nonstop. So yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm a big fan of Pac, so I I would I would be giving him this tag team this title, and he could do it. I just think they I just think probably there's more, um, you know, like love for for Miro, so yeah. I think they could give him this title. But of the four options, you know, the UK is actually on the Atlantic Oceans, but. Maybe that's just me. <laughs> this whole title, this concept of this title is dumb. Let me just say that straight away. Yes. And and following this match, Karen, is another four-way, this time for the IWGP World Heavyweight title. Uh, Jay White, the champion, taking on the former champ, Kazuchika Kata, taking on the former AEW World Champion, Hangman Adam Page, versus the pin eater, Adam Cole. Yep, this is the match. Yep. Adam Cole, junior heavyweight by all standards of Japanese pro wrestling. I and by the way, I am not saying anything about his physique or anything like that. But he is a junior heavyweight, and junior heavyweights do not necessarily get shots at the IWGP World Heavyweight Title. The only reason he's in this fucking match is because they cannot, they could not decide on a one on a sing a proper singles match between Jay White and Hangman Adam Page. Are you fucking kidding me? You can't have just Jay White beat Hangman Adam Page. Like, you know, you know what I mean? It's like, listen, you you don't, you can, this could be part of his story where he's like losing and then he rehabilitates himself by going on a win streak afterwards, including getting a win over Jay White later on down the line. But no, we're, we're, we're stuck with this. Um, like, again, I'm sure the work in of itself will be fine. I have no desire to see another fucking four-way though. Um, I'd rather have seen a singles title match between for the IWGP title on the show. But I think I think Jay, you know, Okada hits the Rainmaker on Adam Cole. Jay White hits Okada with the, the switchblade and then he pins Adam Cole and Hangman's like, you know, somewhere looking like an idiot. I have a feeling this match is gonna involve a lot of bullet club bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, a lot a lot of a lot of Bad luck, Fale, and Yujiro, Chase Owens. I, All the I'm, guys that are based in the States. You, yeah. Gallows, and, Anderson, ELP, because he's like, uh, you know, they, this could be the, 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 the Civil Wars, like the Adam Cole and the Young Bloods, you know, or, <laughs> you know, formerly of the Bullet Club, you know. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, who knows? I doubt it. But. I was kind of hoping for a tag match, honestly, with Hangman and Okada versus Cole and White. I don't know why they felt the need to make an IWGP heavyweight match on this card. Because Tony wanted one, probably. 
So this is like what <sighs> Ghetto and it was was willing to give him. It was a four way that Adam. Well, then, gonna... he, then he better be willing to let somebody from New Japan win the, win this match. Yeah, I Jay Jay's gonna win the match. Yeah, like, he's gonna because he, he's gonna retain the title, so he's the one who's gonna get the pin, and it's gonna be Adam Cole who's gonna eat the pin. Because Good, I hope so. He's, he's the most expendable person in this match. Yeah. Uh, and finally, for the interim AWO title, John Moxley versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. This should be great. I think I'm very excited about this match. I, I think yes. this, this is a le- legit match that has not happened, as far as I can recall. Correct Tony Khan has put the kibosh on it for the last three years. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because he didn't want New Japan to have the match, which yeah. is a really, really shit thing to do. That's a that's a terrible thing to admit in public, too. Yeah, it sure is. Uh, but hey, that's 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 Tony Khan for you there. God, God bless his God bless his heart for just providing me with endless comedy. But uh, yeah, that should be great. Moxley, he's gonna I, he should he's gonna probably become the world uh interim champion i think it should be tanahashi but it's probably going to be moxley should be good and and yeah like on paper i like all these four ways all these like obvious pin eaters it does nothing for me personally but and the randomness is kind of like there's something appealing sometimes about the randomness of some of these matchups but at the same time there's it seems very directionless and purposeless this whole show um Someone said, well, why, why should, why does, you know, AW need New Japan? It was like, why does New Japan need AW? Why do they need each other? Why do they need this show? Like, none of these, neither of these companies need this show. Mind you, they're going to make a, sh- they've already made a shit ton of money from it. So, correct. There is that. Like, I'm not being blind to that. But in the grand scheme of like your, oh, your like, you know, like your, your booking for the year, it, it really does kind of like throw things off. I feel like I do think, Jay is the champion because of the show. That wouldn't surprise me. The other thing is that people are hinting that because Tanahashi Punk was supposed to be the match here, Tanahashi said in some interview that as a result, he wants to be the one to become interim champion. So then Punk, he's come to the U.S. enough. He wants Punk to come to the sta- uh, to Japan for a match, meaning possibly a match at the Tokyo Dome because, you know, he was one who fought Jericho a few years ago when Forbidden Door got started for the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. Right. So it's one of those things where it's like, I understand that they want to make this an annual thing, but they need to do better. Like, it needs to be better than this. Like, it, it just feels it's, it's imbalanced. It's rushed. Um, I feel that, you know, the time of the Orange Cassidy uh, Osprey match, uh, Roosh is on record with Lucha Blog, or Lucha Blog had translated an interview saying that Roosh was the one, or not Roosh, Sorry, Andrade was the one that was supposed to be facing Osprey, which is what the original singles match plan was before backstage politics got involved and he he and the other guys who were working for AAA got pulled from the show. So politics, politics, man. This whole show is like rife with politics and yeah, good or bad. It's trying to like please. It's it's trying to please a lot of people, but it also needs there needs to be a fair amount of give and take. And not just saying, oh, well, the number of losses on each side are even. It has to be, the you know, you can't just have, like, all of the um, not highest ranked on the AEW power ranking talents be the ones to be the ones getting all the pins, if you know what I'm saying. No, I know, but... Like, there needs to be balance as to, you know, if you're going to have, for example, if you're going to have 
Jay White win, it needs to be either Hangman or Adam Cole. It can't be, it can't and should not be Okada. Period. So it's just, it's just like it needs to be balanced in the universe. And I don't know, based on AEW's track record with New Japan talent on their TV programming consistently, New Japan talent comes on AEW TV, but very seldom do they win on AEW TV. Mm-hmm. And that's always a problem I've had. It's not a given, t- it's not a reciprocal relationship right. other than we have your talent on our show. Um, and we sign away all of your talent from New Japan Strong. Prediction. The show happens again next year. I, if it does, it needs to be better than what they bring to the table this year. If it does, I think they need to reschedule it to a different time of the year. Yes, not right before the G1. I guess that's I, another problem is that I you can theoretically ruin someone's G1 plans. I think it has injury. to be before Dominion. I think it has to be before Dominion. Like yeah. The show. the show has to be before Dominion so it doesn't, like, because I, I think between G1 and 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 um, Wrestle Kingdom, like, they, New Japan has to think about how they're going to get to Wrestle Kingdom and their plans for that. Yeah. And before before Dominion, I think, is a good safe spot to be in. But, um, like, before, like, I would go as far as to say before Super Junior, like, right after New Japan Cup, before Super Junior, like, sure. that sweet spot. Yeah. I don't exactly remember what's on the AW schedule during that time. What pay-per-views are there? But... Revolution was in March on March 6th. I only know because I went to it because it was here in Orlando. Yeah. So And Double or Nothing was Memorial Day weekend in Vegas. So that's at the end of May. If it comes back, yeah, on paper, they have to give us the fans like more than this haphazard, sloppily put show that I think will be fun. When I actually it'll be it. it'll be but, fun, but you have to go into it with tempered expectations, and that's why I've been saying about this this pay per view the entire time. Yeah, I, I think I, I so anyways, just like my final thoughts is that I, next year I'd be surprised if it happens again. Honestly, I think this has such been probably been such a massive headache for both sides. Yes, and, and depending on like the buy rate that this show does and how much money it generates for both New Japan and for AW, like. If if New Japan makes a shitload of money on the Japanese side through New Japan World for this, yes, yeah. they're going to do it. If they're getting a cut of the American side of the pay-per-view, who knows? I don't know. Like, they might be like, oh, you can have it on New Japan World and you keep all the money for the Japanese side and yeah. we keep all the money on the American side, which is more in favor for, for AW. Yeah, because um, the buy rate outside of Japan is more expensive than it is yeah. inside Japan. So, and then also, like, depending on how they're going to divide the gate, and how much merchandise? Apparently, AW is terrible with having merchandise on hand at their at their live shows. Um, so we'll see, like how much merchandise because New Japan is awesome with having merchandise at their live shows. So we'll yes. see how much merchandising they're going to be able to sell at, at at Forbidden Door. So depends on how much money New Japan makes. I think if New Japan does not make the mo- enough money to justify like going through all this hassle. Yeah, to, to to accommodate uh, what they want, what what AW wants, like I can see them saying, "Nah, it's not worth it for us," you know. We'll, and by we'll that pass. point in time, they you know travel might be open. They may not need to rely on American TV partnerships again, or they could yeah. by then they could have their own. I just want to, yeah, and like this is the final final thought is that New Japan has a, a, an American touring company that they want to try to get off the ground and be more successful than what it already is. 
at some time, at some point, that's going to be like, well, we don't want to then AW and ROH are our competition. We're not going to share talent with either company because yeah. we want to try to make our own same. That's, that's their vision. That's, that's the whole point of strong is to have their own American division. That's like, I don't think it'll have any kind of TV deals that rival anything that AEW has right now. Correct. Or, or whatever ends up with ring of honor. It's probably be on a similar level to ring of honor probably. Um, but anyways, I, at some point, AW and, and New Japan are just going to be like, well, you know, we're rivals with one another. We don't want to work together anymore. And that could happen as easy, as early as next year. But um, Karen, you know, we're going to just go quickly through one, one idea for, for all Japan, because we're, we're kind of <laughs> over time here, but Jake Lee has become the triple crown champion. He defeated Kento Miyahara. Uh, this is in, I think as a result of like the aborted kind of, you know, tighter run he had because he, he got injured. And All so right. he's, he's gonna, he's gonna be the, uh, he's, he's, the, he's gonna probably go into Budokan as, as the triple crown champion. And um, I, I think it's great. I think, you know, Kento's your reliable guy, but you need to make Jake, you need to give Jake a, a, a significant title run with this, with this title that he has right now. I think you need to build up uh, Yuma Aoyagi. Um, recently, Naoya Nomura has returned to the company. Uh, he's still a freelancer, apparently. He's doing stuff with, uh, uh, what, what is it, Gambre? Gambre Which is part of the Cyber Fight uh, yeah. umbrella, as well as uh, indie promotion called Capture. He's the Capture champion. He's doing like this. He looks like he's uh, like doing kind of a shooter gimmick. I saw his match against Hokuto Omori, which is fun. So, But it looks like he's, he's going to be doing more more dates with with all japan hopefully he just resigns with them fully in the near future but like this is an exciting time because you have the next stream four reunited not as partners because like yuma's split from kento uh i think his brother atsuki is going to be joining with him but you know yuma and jake are currently teaming together uh and and Nayo Nomura's got uh, Misuki Watase from from Gambrai Pro as his partner. Uh, they're they're a faction called the, the Real Blood. So I, I think it's very exciting because you get these four that I think are, <coughs> excuse me, like the future of all Japan, the past, the present, and the future of all Japan. And it's exciting. And along with Shitaro Shino in the company, excuse me, <coughs> pardon me. We're talking too I much. Know, we're we're, we're running out of air. <laughs> but. But, you know, Jake is a champion. Um, just your quick thoughts, and then we'll wrap it up there. Yay, Jake's champion. I've, I've been waiting for him to come back and be healthy and, like, to win it back. So, yay. Huzzah. Yay. So, uh, <laughs> next show, we'll we'll try to, like, uh, whether it's with John or, or with you again, we'll see. Uh, we'll, we'll talk more about uh, the things that are happening in, in Ultimate. I think it's, it's really exciting. It's worth people's time to check it out. But, Karen, you have a lot of things that uh, you have to plug. I, I just get to quickly do mine. MCU later, uh, the, the long and winding Royal road over at uh, grapple. I, I do the, the Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, star Wars uh, review show. Hello there. And uh, this, this weekend, we're going to talk about the last episode five and six. <laughs> Excuse me. I apologize to everyone, but Karen, you have so many things that you've been 
you've been doing recently since last time we talked to you. Let's just quickly get the, the plugs and then we'll wrap it up there. Go ahead, right. please. So if you want to follow along for all the details, Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, at Hey Karen Sensei. You can find my post coverage of Stardom and Dream Slam Weekly over at postwrestling.com. And probably the one that you're probably hinting at is if you are a reader of Pro Wrestling Illustrated, the digital version dropped yesterday on the 23rd, the October 2022 issue, I interview Hiroshi Tanahashi. And and one of the questions is about Forbidden Door. It'll be available in newsstands on July 12th. So check that out. Pro Wrestling Illustrated. My God, I used to read that when I was a a kid. Uh, It's amazing. Congratulations. That's that's a really, that's a really cool deal that you got to one interview Tanahashi and two it's in, in Pro Wrestling Illustrated. And then but, I also interviewed Go Shiozaki earlier the, in this month for right. uh, Cyber Fight Festival. So. <laughs> Incredible. Like just so much content being put up by Karen. It's like, uh, I, 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 I look at your, I, I look at your output Karen and I just like, wow, I wish I could do that. Wait, <laughs> actually, no. I do not have the energy for that. So kudos to you for having the energy to put out that much content. And I have a lot and, of coffee, man. A lot and, of coffee. And, and just really build a nice community around your, your, the, the stuff that you're doing. So like, congratulations on that and uh, continued uh, growth and, 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 and uh, participation here at post wrestling, no matter how big the, you, you know, like your, your star becomes outside. Post, of post, it, post is home. Post will always be my home. So, uh, this show's gone very long, but it's been a fun conversation. But uh, yeah, on behalf of Karen, I want to thank all the listeners for sticking with us at the end, hopefully. And uh, until next time, goodbye.